Ruthless Talk community, good morning, afternoon, evening, and wherever the hell you are in the world, and whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 31 of Ruthless Talk. <laughs> there is a lot to get into, Brian. First of all, Brian, welcome back. We missed thank you, you thank on you. the SmackDown review. It's good to see that you are alive and you're doing well. <laughs> Uh, but kicking. yeah, there's a lot to get into as we are two weeks away from Mania. We're here to talk some Raw. And oh, guys, it's Dave Meltzer again. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, this guy. Hello? <laughs> Dave. Okay, listen, Dave, we're in the middle of a show here. Okay. Bro, you're still not over the AEW review from last week. I mean, and listen, dude, I understand how much you love AEW. I understand that. And I know how much you love Tony Khan. You know, you tell me how much you kiss their ass all the time. But, dude, you got to get over it. <laughs> You got to get over it. For real. Okay. Yes, the MJF and Brian Danielson match was great. Yes. Yes, that means 5.75. It was 5.75. 5.75. Yeah. Yeah, you heard Brian. Yeah. He he <laughs> approves Brian. He approves of five. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, Brian, can we talk about can we talk about this Dave? Dave, we we got a show to run here. Okay. All right. I appreciate you watching. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, sorry about that. Um, apparently, Dave Meltzer was not a fan of the AEW review uh, from last week. Um, by the way, that's yeah. on Spotify right now. If you haven't seen that, go check that out as we covered both N uh, NXT, Roadblock, and AEW, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Because you guys, of course, you guys know how Dave Meltzer rocks. He just loves to give five plus stars to just AEW television. So, But anyway, outside of that, before yep. I was interrupted... <laughs> um, like I said, we're here to review some Monday Night Raw from last night in live in Providence, Rhode Island, as a lot to get into as we are now less than two weeks away <clears throat> uh, from WrestleMania as we are now inching closer and closer to the grandest stage of them all. So did this show deliver? Was this show WrestleMania worthy? Well, we're about to find out. But before we get into that, there has been a lot of talk, Brian, and I mean a lot of talk over the past 24 yeah, sure hours has. about my man Bray Wyatt, and if you guys know this platform, uh, this this is a pro Bray Wyatt channel because you know it's not that yep. we're fans of Bray Wyatt, but we know that Bray Wyatt, as a talent, helps the company get better. He is what's best for business, um, just because of how pretty much of a creative genius he is. And if you've seen his work ever since he has turned into Bray Wyatt, suit I've been watching him since he was Husky Harris in NXT. Yeah, yep, yep. So, I mean, that's how far you got to go back. So, I mean, I've watched this dude since day one. Um, you know, and of course, if you guys haven't heard, of course, if you guys are on our Facebook group, I put this out onto that page. Um, so Bray Wyatt was absent uh, during the uh, WWE uh, Madison Square Garden show that they held on Sunday. Um, and he was a no-show. And that's funny, Brian, because he was heavily promoted for the show. I believe he was supposed mm -hmm. to do a lights-out match, I believe, with L.A. Knight or Braun Strowman or some some person like that. Um, and, yeah, so there, there's multiple reports going on. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's reports saying that he's, un he's uh, unhappy with creative right now and he's walked out. Uh, there's other things about a physical issue in regards to like an illness or some type of an injury, just a lot of just stuff going on. And at the end of the day, Brian, nobody really freaking knows. Um, right, I heard like speculation. Reports, yeah. Just a lot of speculation. Exactly. Like I hear all these reports like, Oh, he walked out because Vince McMahon is back. 
But fuck guys, like stop. Like there's we don't know what's going on. Like, and then there's people that just want to just they want to confirm, like, oh, it's because Vince McMahon's back. Like, dude, like you don't know what you're talking about. Stop. <laughs> I honestly, like, it's just it's 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 all comes back to Vince McMahon, right? It's just about you know yeah. everything. But yeah, it, it's just really it's concerning. Now, here's the thing I will say this about Bray and Brian. I'll send this off to you about your thoughts about this whole situation. It, it's just it's a shame because you know, as as great of a talent as Bray Wyatt is. And I always say that he is a absolute genius because he is. And Brian, you have mentioned that of course, before Absolutely. On the podcast. Yep. Um, it's just, it's really a shame that, um, that just leading up to your biggest show at mania. It's like, he got this huge pop at extreme mm-hmm. rules. He's back. He's in a, he was in a pretty overall, a pretty decent feud with LA Knight. And now all of a sudden WWE has dropped the ball with him and throwing into him a feud with Bobby Lashley out of all people that makes no sense for Bray Wyatt to be in ties with. And then of course I mentioned on the, on the SmackDown review about Alexa bliss and this pretty much ties in to Alexa bliss. I'm sure being upset because you know, and you know, people want to say like, Oh, she's asked for time off. She's asked for this guy. She's waiting at home right now waiting for a phone call, waiting for something to get the ball rolling to get on television. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, she's had to mention this on Twitter numerous times to people. And for some reason, people still don't get the message that, she, you know, WWE just has nothing for her and she's just sitting at home. And now we're seeing the same. And I mean, again, I'm not speculating that Bray Wyatt is frustrated, but let's just say he is right. And he did walk out <clears throat> guys in, mm-hmm. in regards to his situation. Do you really blame him? I mean, let's freaking be honest. I understand he's got he's got creative freedom with his character. And I've I've held Bray Wyatt accountable for that because with his Uncle Howdy character or with his situation with Uncle Howdy is that again, it leads to too many questions than answers, and it does confuse mostly of the audience. And I and I hear those mm-hmm. people, and and there's no doubt that, that that is a concern. But it's the situation that Bray Wyatt is putting or the situation that WWE is putting Bray Wyatt in and it like with Bobby Lashley out of all people, like, bro, we, we, the last time we saw this dude, he was doing the muscle man dance and we haven't seen him since. And I freaking love the muscle man dance. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just so, and, and then of course there's all these schmucks too, Brian, I'm going to send this off to you after I make this comment. That's like, Oh, Bray Wyatt's boring. He sucks. He's not, he was never good anyway. Like WWE's better off or it's like, he was, he's so bad. He's not good. Guys, it, again, I go back to fans being how no so <laughs> fickle they are. We brought Brian. I mean, you remember the moment, right? He comes back to Extreme Rules. He got the loudest holy shit chant that I can remember in in years. And now mm-hmm. here are these same freaking fans turning his back on him. It's like these fans are so fucking fickle. It makes me so goddamn sick. Like for a dude that like like Bray Wyatt, like. I mean, if this was any, I mean, of course, I'd feel bad if this was any professional wrestler, but someone as so good as Bray Wyatt, as talented as he is, and the fans just turn his freaking back on him for what? Because of bad booking? Give me a goddamn break, man. It's just so, it pisses me off to no end. I can't stand those freaking fans. And, you know, you know, because like, oh, Supernatural is weird. Uh, I don't like it. It's like, dude, go eat a dick, honestly. Like, you don't know <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about. And listen, if you don't like Bray, that's totally fine. Like more props to you. I'm not here to try to change your mind, but to say that Bray Wyatt is not good at what he does at all of a sudden because of bad booking, he's just bad at his job and he's, he sucks and he can't wrestle this and that. 
dude, like, cut the shit. Like, what are we saying? What are we doing? So th- that's just my take on it. Of course, there's a lot of uncertainty. I'm sure we'll know more as the days goes on. But Brian, your thoughts about mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, this whole situation, and what do you think this could possibly lead to? Because I doubt this could be, this could lead to anything good, honestly. So, but yeah, the yeah. floor is yours. Take it away. Oh, um, I mean, ultimately, I don't have a good feeling about it. Uh, you know, of course, we don't exactly know what happened or, or what is going on. Um, but, yeah, you know, I was looking back today. So, and again, you know, all this is speculation. And and you just, you, you think of situations like you might have this in your life in some some degree or, you know, whatever. There, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of factors. It's no one one single thing that you know has has caused has led to where where we are now with bray um but you know I, so vince mcmahon came back on january 10th right the royal rumble was the 28th of january which that whole storyline and you know whatever with with la night that was already you know in the works you're at that point when vince came back you're two weeks away from the show but since then what the fuck what the fuck you know since january 28th like what the hell has happened here right absolutely um and so yeah i i have to i would have to believe that vince is a large part of or at least involved in some way with it wouldn't shock me yeah. the booking <laughs> the lack the you know if bray's frustrated and actually walked out yeah, I would have to think that has something to do with Vince McMahon. Um, and even beyond that, things that we don't necessarily know what's going on behind the scenes. But WWE is still supposedly going to be sold. So, you know, there's still a lot of stuff behind the scenes with that, you know, that that nobody really knows. And, you know, even that could be a factor. But yeah, man, um, look, this guy is is great for the wwe he's great for the wrestling industry overall like he just is man and and to not have him you know to not have him as one of your featured featured stars now he doesn't have to be the champ or or whatever but you know a, a guy in that group right in the in the upper echelon of of what you're promoting week to week he should definitely be in that spot um and yeah since since the Royal Rumble and since Vince has come back, he is not. And I don't know. I mean, I I, I hope he, he didn't walk out. Like you said, I mean, I could, you know, for what they do and the creativeness of it and, and what how, you know, at the end of the day, it's that the wrestler is going out there trying to, to get over and win over the fans. And so to, to have that, st- or, you know, had that stifled somewhat and you know where you were coming off this i would even say it was it wasn't an all right feud i think the the feud now i didn't the ending of it kind of just seemed you know abrupt and then they haven't been together since but the 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 build-up and the and the feud itself i thought that was great man and you know i I think it made a star out of la night um no doubt yeah absolutely yeah and even you know you mentioned alexa bliss you know we haven't seen her and she's she is great in that character in in working with Bray and the best work of her career has been with Bray. 
Yeah, so you got these two stars who they're captivating. They can tell a story. You know, their their in ring wrestling ability. You know, they they're not you know a, a Kurt Angle or a Chad Gable for sure, but they don't need to be. You know, they 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 have so much talent, and for them to to not be on, um, yeah, it's it just it's weird. You know, and yeah, the we've we mentioned it before. I won't talk too much about it, but yeah, the so after coming off LA night, you you put him in a few with Bobby Lashley. I mean, I, I knew it was gonna go off the rails. <laughs> you know, it, I mean it was a it was it was bound to happen, it was doomed to fail almost, you know what I mean? And so yeah, I, I don't know I don't know where they're going with that, man, but yeah, I hope we see him back uh, you know, soon. I hope he's at Mania. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At, at, at this point, I mean, if he's already being absent, and it, it seems like they've already been, I mean, again, they didn't even mention Lashley or Bray Wyatt um, yeah. on Monday Night Raw at all. Like nothing mentioning about Bray or Lashley in the show. That that's probably showing you they're at least. I don't know if they're just scratching it for the now, match. yeah, maybe, or if it's yeah. just completely done with. Because here's what I would have done, Brian, and this would have made the most sense. And especially this involves Uncle Howdy. Is that Uncle Howdy versus Bray? to me would have made the most sense because clearly uncle howdy was this character that controls bray wyatt and and he's you know he's telling him like hey like this is the real you and he's battling it's like it's it's like a, it's like mm -hmm. a conflict situation it's like angel on one shoulder at the devil on the other right. right yep and 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 that's who uncle howdy pretty much was trying to lure bray wyatt back into the dark side that could have been a really cool it's like a Kind of yeah. a little cool story to tell. If you, if, I mean, if Uncle Howdy is going to be this real life character, I mean, we don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> but again, there's at least a, a story that a story being told that makes most sense. But instead, you throw him with Bobby Lashley that has nothing to do with Bray Wyatt or why. And again, nothing explains why that Bray Wyatt is even target Lashley in the first place. Again, we saw him do the muscle man dance and that, and that was it. So again, I don't blame Bray because again, his character right now, nobody's interested because it doesn't make fucking sense. So yep. I don't blame Bray White if he does walk out again. And what are we going to do guys? Are we going to now, are we going to call Bray Wyatt selfish? Like we did with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Are we really going to go that same freaking route? If that is true, because again, guys, I always say this all the time with wrestlers. Like if something is not working, then you freaking speak out. These people are not employees, guys, at the end of the day. They're independent contractors, and they can mm -hmm. vote out their displeasure whenever the fuck they want to because it's their livelihood. And we, got, and we know that Bray Wyatt cares about his reputation and his character more than anybody. So sure. and that's why I love freaking Bray because he takes this shit seriously and he gets it. Is he the greatest technical wrestler, Brian? No. Does he need to be? Hell no. Nope, absolutely and, not. And that's just, and fans just don't freaking get it. I understand the situation sucks with the storyline and the character makes yeah. sense. Trust me, I'm on right. with those people. But to say that he just flat out sucks and the company's better off, uh, who cares? Uh, who cares? Uh, no way. The, like, dude, the company like, is not better off. <laughs> no. He had the loudest holy shit chant that I ever heard back in October. And now fans all of a sudden just don't want to care. It's just like give me a give me a freaking break, honestly. It, it's just and it's just a really sh it's a it's a crappy situation because yeah, I mean yep. Bray, I mean WrestleMania needs Bray. There's a lot of minds in, in professional wrestling that needs minds like Bray Wyatt. And, and now yeah, what are we I mean, eight, listen, eighteen days away now. Physical, 
Yeah. Even if it's a physical issue, um, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, it would make sense to pull him off TV because it wouldn't fit the character. It's just like, oh, Bray Wyatt's out because of this injury. I'm like, that wouldn't fit the character. You know what I mean? So I can understand holding off the holding off of that if it is a physical Mm -hmm. issue or an illness. Right. It's like the Undertaker. It's like if the Undertaker had food poisoning or something, they're not just going to say, oh, the dead man, the Undertaker has food poisoning (laughs) and you're not going to say, but you'll see him next week. It doesn't make any freaking sense. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. So, again, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on. Again, we'll know more about this situation, I'm sure, over the next few weeks or so. I doubt, Brian, that he's going to be back at Mania at this point. It it just doesn't look like it. If if, if this is, he's having, you know, if he's, He's already absent at MS or at MSG from Sunday, and they're not even mentioning him now. And we haven't even seen him in weeks. Yeah. Um, Uncle yeah. Howdy had to come in a few weeks ago uh in a segment with Lashley to kind of at least tell the story. So we haven't seen him in quite some time. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. This in- entire situation, I know for me, and I know a lot of Bray Wyatt fans, it just it just sucks. It um, sucks, man. It was yeah. so good yeah. to see him come back. And I listen, I'm not guaranteeing this guy that he's gonna leave, but Again, there could be a possibility that he is upset and then with WWE management or, you know, with creativity and he, you know, just doesn't want to be a part of it. Um, But again, if this is a physical issue, then definitely, you know, prayers out to Bray and hopefully he gets better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. um, Of course, if we have any updates, um, you know, again, guys, we know on this platform, we take everything with a grain of salt. We don't go too overboard (laughs) with this type of stuff. So whatever type of uh, reports, <laughs> reports, Ryan. Um, well, of yeah. course, we'll um, we'll we'll keep everybody updated on this situation and uh, kind of just see where it goes, I guess. And yep. on that note, it is time to get into Monday Night Raw from last night. Shall we just jump into this, Brian? I think we should just yeah, man. Let's go. It. Yeah, let's freaking do it. Monday Night Raw, March thirteenth, twenty twenty three, live in Providence, Rhode Island. Hour number one starts off with Edge. Edge's music hits, and he hits the ring to start the show. He calls out Finn Balor to the ring, um, you know, kind of just to kind of settle this. Is like, enough with this. Like, we, this needs to end. Finn Balor, get your ass out here. Yep. Um, so Finn Balor hits the ring. Is there is oh, the entire Judgment Day, I should say. They hit the stage. Um, Edge accepts Finn Balor's challenge at Mania. Um, you know, Finn is like, he's delighted from the response. And he's like, listen, you know, he's like, if you, if you thought that freaking extreme rules was bad and get <laughs> freaking edge just interrupts, he's like, dude, shut your mouth. Just like, <laughs> it, like in like amplified fashion, like shut your mouth. He's like, now you can hear me talk, you know, cause he stated earlier, he's like, listen, I didn't come here to talk. I came here to just settle this because mm-hmm. this has been going on for way too freaking long. Like I have wasted years of my comeback. I wasted in the Thunderdome in front of freaking television screens. And I wasted with you freaking bozos. And like, it's just like, I don't have time for this. I'm running out of time. And like, so he, he kind of recaps the, I quit match. He's like, listen, you know, you guys have left me laying and I I give you uh, Finn. I give you props. You have made the judgment day better. And he talks about, no, I never thought that I would ever utter the words. I quit. And you did that. Um, you know, just kind of just being truthful, you know, talking about Beth mm-hmm. and the concerto from Rhea Ripley, of course, because everybody on the judgment day is up on the stage. And he's like, listen, you know, there is only one way that this can end. And he's like, Edge, Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. So there it is, guys. We heard rumors about Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Edge and Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell um, at WrestleMania. Finn Balor 
accepts and he says along the lines, and this is interesting. He says, yeah. I have been hell before. It spit me out because hell couldn't handle my demons. That's an interesting quote. The <laughs> demon, what are you trying to say, Finn? You saying that you have a demon that's gonna show up at Mania? I don't know, just the thought. So um, so again, if that if that doesn't say if that doesn't speak volumes, then I don't know what does. So yeah. again, Finn Balor accepts the challenge. But until then, he says, and that's when Judgment Day kind of rushed into the ring. They attack Edge. It's a pretty much a three-on-one beatdown alongside, of course, Rhea Ripley. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, and Dexter Loomis, they all rush out for the save. And the segment ends that this leads into um, a match, or the first match of the night, as this was the Judgment Day versus Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. So this was Dominic and Damian Priest. So match time was 16 minutes as as... All this was said and done. Match time was in total of 16 minutes. Dom tries to roll up Loomis with his feet up on the ropes. Candice LeRae shoves them off. Um, you know, Rhea and Candice, they go at it on the outside. Rhea comes face-to-face with Dexter Loomis. It was actually a pretty sick visual yeah, for like a few seconds yeah. until freaking just Priest just clotheslines the shit out of him straight after <laughs> that. Um, Dexter Loomis, he puts his, uh, I forget what he calls the submission hold. It's like a sleeper hold position. Um, yeah, I, I missed the name of it too, but yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting the name of it. Uh, again, that just shows you how freaking, you know, Loomis's situation is, unfortunately. I don't even remember. I don't even know the name of his fucking submission <laughs> hold, guys. Um, so Dexter Loomis, he has that hold in. Dominic makes the tag to Priest. Of course, Loomis doesn't see it because he has the hold onto Dominic. Uh, Priest hits the South of Heaven chokeslam for the W. Guys, the height that Dexter Loomis gets on this choke slam. I mean, go back and watch it. I mean, this dude sell the shit out of this choke slam. Um and freaking uh, and just choke slams Loomis straight through the freaking canvas and the judgment day win this match to start off the show. Brian, I'll have you start off and then I'll get into my thoughts, your thoughts on this opening segment and the first match of the night. Yeah, so I, I thought it started off uh pretty good, man. Um you know, you've mentioned a couple times here how you know, Edge is one of those guys, him and Cody, they just kind of bring a different energy, you know, to the crowd, to the to the event. And I, I think he did here in this opening segment, too. Um, you know, yeah, as far as the uh, the the match at Mania, um, yeah, this is the only way I, I really would want to see the match in a Hell in a Cell with the Demon and whether Edge whether he just stays edge or, or maybe amps it up a little bit in, you know, in his character, you know, harken back to like the brood or something, it, even if he doesn't, it'll still be fine. But, but yeah, that match, I, I can't wait to see that match. Uh, honestly. Um, I mean, I know we we've, they fought before, but yeah, I want to see him go hell in a cell demon and edge, man. So I, I think that's going to be good. Um, I'll just go, well, I, I can, so the Loomis, Gargano, and LeRae thing, um, and this isn't about really them as characters, but, like, I just, this is the second time now that I think they, like, that those three have come out to help Edge. And, you know, Gargano just, you know, um, went to NXT on Tuesday and is obviously about to start a feud there. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's that was a little bit weird, uh, you know, just where they're going with that, still having him come back and, and come in and help Edge. Um, but other than that, you know, it was it was all right. Um, 
<laughs> the one thing Edge said, I think he, at one point he like uh, referred to the to the Judgment Day. Um, if you remember the Adams family as Lurch, Pugsley, and Wednesday, <laughs> and then uh, called you know called him something 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 something, and you're like you're just like a group of emo delight. <laughs> I thought that was just a funny line. Yeah, yeah. He mentioned it's like it sounds like a like a like a beverage you would get at a freaking like a pub or some <laughs> shit in right, Providence. Right. He's like, yeah. hey, it's like it's like you know, it's like. But it works. He's like, hey, it's been it's, yeah, it's right, working right. for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was funny. Yeah, Edge um, knows when to be funny. I like. I like. Yeah, that. yeah. He knows sure. when to be serious for like a few seconds and then get serious right off the bat. That's what makes Edge so special. So yeah, no, solid, very solid from his part. Yeah, and so going into the match, man. Listen, uh, I thought the match was damn good, and like you had mentioned, the the selling at the end, the choke slam. I think all throughout the match, man, like everybody did a great job selling. And and let me say this about Johnny Gargano, man. Dude, everything he does looks just smooth and flawless as shit in ring, man. Like, like really, I, I don't know if I just, you know, really paid attention to him more last night or something. I don't know what it was. But I thought this match just as a match was really, really good, man. They They all did great. Um, <laughs> for what it's worth, it's, it, you know, everybody does this move now, but you know, the move where, you know, they'll, they'll hit the ropes and come, you know, just a dive through the middle rope to somebody on the outside. Right. Watch Johnny Gargano's man. I mean, it, it, again, it's not a featured move, but he does that better than anybody, man. It, it just looks freaking awesome. Um, yeah, you mentioned that choke slam, and then uh, another uh, little move set in there when uh, Dom did the the triples. You know, harkening back to Eddie Guerrero, the triple suplex. Go watch and 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 uh, uh, Gargano taking those again. The it was just a great match, man, by everybody. Um, I don't know if you caught this at one point. Like uh, it was Loomis and Priest in the ring. Uh, Loomis did something I, I I don't know and 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 uh priest like backed away like like kind of like he was scared or wasn't sure what to do and you <laughs> you hear Dom in the corner he said <laughs> excuse me he says come on priest don't be scared of him and then it it, cu- it cuts back to priest and he just he's talking to Dom he's like he's weird <laughs> I thought that was just funny as shit no, I didn't, I missed that that was funny <laughs> yeah it just and if you know Loomis's character he, yeah he's yeah, just kind of yeah. weird is uh-huh um, but yeah, you know, all in all, uh, a good segment, good match. Um, you know, my only drawback is I, I just don't really know why Gargano, why he's back there on, on raw when you just had him on, on NXT and you're starting a few there and, mm-hmm. you know, but other than that, man, um, yeah, excited to see the match at mania. Um, like I said, that's the only way I'd really really even want to see the matches in a hell in a cell with the demon. Uh, so yeah, all in all, I thought it was, it was a pretty good start to the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, um, obviously we, we talked about this, about this thin and edge feud mm-hmm. that the only way that this could end. Um, and I, first of all, the hell in the cell thing, I like the fact that there's no longer a hell in a cell pay-per-view like, like, yeah. like, enough. Oh, yeah. like right. hell in a cell needs to be, in the moment at any type of pay-per-view where it's to settle a feud. And this is the type of feud that it needs to be settled in. And what better way to utilize that? Like, this is how it's supposed to be used in a long-term high-intensity feud. This is when Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be used. It's something like with Edge and Finn that's gone way back 
for for years now right um yeah. you know but and now that you involve the demon that's just another freaking freaking level that needs to be added and it seems to me like the way finn delivered those lines towards the end like <laughs> hey like hell spit me out before he, hell couldn't handle my demons or whatever right like i mean that just speaks volumes there that we could get some entity of the demon in this match uh which mm-hmm. is freaking awesome because it's needed right um so yeah don't mind i don't mind the start of the show at all here is the problem that i have with this is that you have the beat down right the judgment day they rush into the to, to edge they beat down just have the judgment day just beat the shit out of edge like what is so mm. hard of just letting the judgment day just deliver a beatdown and look strong like like what like every time it's like AEW does this yeah. every time there's a beatdown every there's somebody just has to rush in for a save all the time it's yeah. like why can't a, a freaking faction just deliver a beatdown and just look strong and just and, and, it, and again it, and now it's like edge has now another reason to why okay like i got to tap into a different element in my exactly. character yeah. or something to, mm-hmm. to really end this because obviously you know what i'm doing right now isn't working but yet here comes gargano and dexter loomis that by the way have no business even being on raw because like you mentioned um brian like johnny gargano he's in the situation with grayson waller he's going to be he's probably going to lose at stand and deliver over get or over uh grayson waller um mm-hmm. i just don't understand what and it just what and you rush it into this into this tag match which yes it was solid absolutely but it's just i don't know it's just it just seems so out of place for johnny gargano and dexter loomis for that matter um again it just all that like a beatdown just leads to a save and then and then the like an impromptu match like yeah i, I don't yeah. know that to me it's <laughs> like you that start of the show just leads to a tag match and we hear nothing from these individuals i mean outside of dominic of course later in the show yeah, it's just it's just so odd. It's just yeah. really odd to me. Again, I'm not trashing the match. The match was fine. Again, I'll take freaking WWE. Well, I hear tag you with the story. Yeah, AW tag matches every freking day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the selling and everything was 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 really good. But again, I don't know yeah. what this does for Gargano. It just feels so out of place for Johnny Gargano. Him and Dexter Loomis attached to the hip. It just it's does it's doing nothing for anybody. Um. Yeah, it's just like I, I just just have the beat down and then just cultivate the moment with Judgment Day just standing tall and Edge freaking flat on his face. That's it. Just make yeah. it as simplistic as that. I'd rather you do that than just rush in a fucking tag match for 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 what? Just for for Johnny Gargano to take another L that he's going to eat again <laughs> at stand and deliver against Grayson Waller. I mean, come on, man. I yeah. just. I don't know. That just really kind of annoyed me, Brian. I mean, you said it too, like Johnny Gargano, like, you know, he's already doing stuff with NXT. Why is he, why is he here? Yeah, that's Judgment Day. Right, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. It's just, it's just so weird. I mean, look, good for Judgment Day. I mean, they win the match as they should be doing, but again, again, guys, what is this doing for Johnny Gargano? The answer is nothing. You have him involved in NXT. Just keep him in NXT for now. And then bring him back to Raw. Let him, let him have that feud. Because guys, he's not going to be on clearly they don't have a direction for him at mania right you're gonna put him at stand deliver that's gonna be his wrestlemania is against grayson right. wall so just keep him over there because what you're gonna put him in an andre the giant memorial battle royal or some dumb <laughs> shit come on man it's just it's just so dumb but again yeah. uh i love the hell in a cell concept this is how the hell in a cell concept should be um i just not would have just the way that the match the way they got into the match with the save and we see that all the freaking time it's a bunch of redundant mm-hmm. shit 
it's just eh, it kind of it started off well with the promo. Yeah. I mean, the back and forth was really good. They stayed yeah, they yeah, delivered their lines beautifully. Edge and Finn Balor. I always talk about Finn yep. Balor. You know, he was pop collar smiley Finn. He was just with his six pack abs and his tight trunks or whatever the fuck. And would just like, and you can tell like he's more comfortable in his own skin. Um, mm-hmm. he's cutting much better promos and, and everything in between. Um, but yeah, it just it, to me, it just felt flat and going into this tag match again, the tag match was fine. It was just like, it's just the way that it led up to the save. And then this, it's like, what is this doing for Gargano and Loomis? You know what I'm saying, Brian? So that's right. just, yeah, that's, just, that's, um, that's my drawback to it as, as well. It's just, it doesn't. And like I said, this is the second time that, you know, Loomis and uh, Gargano have come out there, you know, to, to have edges back. And exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's just weird. And it's just out of place. That, that's that's yeah. really all I'm going to say about it. All right. Next segment, we have a backstage interview from early on in the night. This was with The Miz, um, obviously with Kathy Kelly. Chad Gable interrupts asking for Otis. <laughs> um, we're going to talk more about Chad Gable and Otis. Uh, Miss suggests like handing out flyers. If you can't find Otis, just hand out flyers and like good call as Chad Gable as he goes off, as he walks off. Damage control. The cut. The camera cuts to damage control as they're brawling with Trish Stratus. This was pretty much just a three on one beatdown. Took her out and just t- took her out and leaving leaving her laying as security breaks breaks them all up. Um, and that ends the segment. Guys, why isn't damage control booked like this from the beginning? <laughs> like, is it that hard to book damage control? Thank you, Triple H, mm-hmm. Vince, whoever the fuck is running shit back there. Thank you, because this is how damage control should have been booked since day one. Is it that hard to do? But no, yep. l- like, let, let's just make, let's just give them tag titles and make them so fucking irrelevant that nobody gives a shit about them. You know, and it's just like in their 50-50 booked and they're losing matches here. They're losing singles matches. Like, just book them to, like, here's quote-unquote, do damage. <laughs> Beat the shit out of women <laughs> backstage. Like, right. Like, holy crap. Thank you. Like, I've been asking for this since they freaking started, for fuck's sake. So, yeah. So, I, I love I love that concept. So, before I go into this next segment, Brian, your thoughts about uh, the brawl backstage between Damage Control and Trish Stratus. Yeah, no, I thought it was it was great, you know, just again a little 30 second beat down, but the, again, the just the backstage vignettes and or promos or interactions whatever, you know, as you've mentioned plenty of times here like you know, now you know, I see if, if they're starting to do this a little bit more with some wrestlers like throughout the show, right? Like not just once, but like you go to them, you know, go to them one time backstage you know, half hour later, you come back and they're still kind of telling the story. So yeah, um, yeah, I think it, it's it just it's going to continue the the good setup going into Mania. Um, so yeah, I liked it. It was it was a good little segment there. Absolutely, very simple, but yet very effective. That's why I was like yeah. about these segments. So very well done. Absolutely. Uh, MVP and Omos hit the ring. This was the Brock Lesnar and Omos face to face. MVP says that Brock Lesnar's biggest mistake was accepting this challenge to face Omos at Mania. So pretty much the same shit that we've been hearing MVP spew for about at least two plus freaking weeks. Um, so nobody missed a damn thing when it comes to the whatever MVP, whatever came out of MVP's mouth. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's music hits um, as he enters the ring. 
Brock is like looking up at freaking Omos. It's like the first time he's seen Omos. Like, oh, he's like, this is a, he looks over at MVP. Like, this is a big boy. <laughs> I freaking love freaking, again, Brock. Brock's just freaking great. Even though like at times I don't, you know, I'm not always on board with him playing this weird baby face character, but there's times where he does this type of stuff and I, and I freaking, I LOL and I just, it, it cracks me up. So um, yeah, he's just impressed by the size of Omos. Guys, holy, and then Providence seems to love it because a holy shit chant started. Um, like very interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, yeah. go from like you know Bray. I talked about beginning of the show Bray Wyatt getting a holy shit chant for the right reasons, and now this gets a holy shit chant. Uh, interesting. I don't know what Providence is uh, smoking out there or drinking out there in uh in Rhode Island, but I, I don't know. But hey, good for them. They're enjoying the product, I guess. So I, I guess a player, you know, can't player hate. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, so they're they're shaking hands, and then at, at that point they just come to blows. Um, you know, freaking Brock steps on the foot of Omos and guys, the frick <laughs> Omos guys botches the hell out of this, whatever this was. So he takes, he grabs the face of Brock. He tries to throw him over the top rope and just botches the shit out of it. And I do love Brock trying to sell. If there's one thing that I love Brock, uh, in his career, it's selling. This dude can freaking sell. And like he he like he will not be afraid to sell for you. Like, dude, like give me your best shot and I will freaking I will act like I just got hit by a cement truck. Um, <laughs> but dude, freaking Omos, it's like I mean, what a ma- I mean, like the crowd goes from holy shit, right, to just dead silent because they're just like, What the fuck was that? I, I I mean, guys, I mean, go guys, go back and watch it. It'll, it speaks for itself. I mean, this was bad. Um, and, and this is your again, and and you know, and Brock is like now all of a sudden he's like he's scared he's like now taking his cowboy hat and tucking it in between his legs and he's like oh well shit well i'm gonna get the hell out of here guys uh this is uh yeah this dude's a big boy i'm not ready for this uh goodbye like what what brock guys brock lesnar is now scared of omas because what because he's just because he's tall what what the (laughs) fuck man I, i mean are we are we kidding like brock lesnar's faced them all right that, that's that's what they're selling us. He's faced them all. He's faced the Undertaker, right? He's faced all of these legends, but yet it's Omos that he can't figure out for some odd freaking reason. <laughs> I, I mean, what the fuck are we doing? I, I mean, in the botch, guys, I mean, listen, this is no shade to Omos. I'm sure he's a great dude and he works hard. The guy is not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready to be in a match with Brock at WrestleMania for, for like in all shows. Like, come on. Like what are we doing? Yeah. This is just a complete, like, like enough with this. I, I mean, just, I mean, it, you know, it's it's bad enough that we're getting this match. And guys, like, I mean, we we know what the match is going to be: a bunch of power moves. This match is not going to last longer than five minutes. And, and I mean, guys, I mean, you know, it, it's just it's ridiculous. And you could tell Brock Lesnar was freaking. He was not. He was not happy with it. I mean, he was trying to sell that he's freaking. He's like, oh, he's shook, but it. You can tell also deep down this dude is freaking pissed at the way Omos has bot has botched this freaking this segment. Um, I mean, guys, the most simplistic freaking things. All you had to do was just grab onto him and was just throw him over the top rope, and Brock Lesnar takes care of the rest. And you can't even do that. I mean, dude, that <laughs> speaks volumes, volumes. Um, it's just just very very odd. Um, yeah, this is really getting me excited about the freaking match, isn't it, Brian? Just oh my freaking lord. 
I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, you guys know my my stance on this, and I'm sure you guys agree with me, especially people on the Facebook page and the Instagram um, or Instagram account and all that stuff. That this match is just doesn't make any sense, and it's just it's a bathroom break match at this at this point. <laughs> like no one's gonna give a shit. It's like, oh, this is gonna do great for Omas. Is it really though? Like, is it really? Like, is anyone <laughs> giving a shit about this right now? Leading up to it, I don't think it really is. Um, so yeah, that, that's just my stance on it. Just, just a weird, what the fuck was that moment <laughs> in, in this segment? So Brian, your, your thoughts before we move on to this next match. Uh, I guess my first thought was, it, it was the first time, I guess I really got a true sense of how big Omos really is. Cause I, I, did oh, yeah, he's, not big. he's a big dude, it. <laughs> but that's I really it. Ex- <laughs> right. That's, that's I, all he has. It's just his size. If you, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest again, I'm not trying to say that to, to be mean to the dude, but that, that that's all he is. He's just tall. That's, that's, that's really all he is at the end of the day. So, but yeah, continue, Brian. Yeah. I, I was just, I, I did not expect him to be that much bigger than Brock. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. My, my take on the, I, I think that might've been the Holy shit chant that started the stature. I yeah. think it was, I think it might have just been, makes, you know, not like sense. a holy shit moment, but just the the stature of the two. Because, yeah, I, I just yeah, which, wasn't, which, you know, of make, course she knew he was big, yeah. but mm-hmm. right. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, he botched botched the move, and I mean, to be honest, like I was I was surprised that, like, yeah, I could see that, or, or, or you got the sense that Brock was, you know, kind of irritated at that too. But at the same time, obviously, the plan was hit for him to sell like. Like he is shook, which uh, that just surprised me that that's, that's the, you know, how their first interaction. Um, And here's the thing, man, does, does Omos win at WrestleMania? And here's why I said that. Oh my God. I don't. Is like, would it shock you if, if uh, Lesnar is, you know, take some time off after mania? It, I mean, it yeah, I me. mean, like, I, 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 I wouldn't, wouldn't be expect Brock if... to come back until SummerSlam, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to hear from Brock after Mania when this yeah. is all said and done. So, yeah, no, I mean, it wouldn't surprise. But again, even if Omos wins, like, I, I just, again, no one's caring about the match going into it. So the build of it is shit. No one cares about it anyway. Nobody asked for it. <laughs> so <laughs> right. again, I don't know what this is even going to do for Omos. And what does this say about Brock though, too? You know, you can't just like, again, this dude won, this dude beat the undertaker. He, he ended his fucking streak for God's sake. And yeah, now he's right. losing to Omos in what's going to be what in less than five minutes. Cause that's how long the match is going to be guys. Maybe they might push yeah, it to six. Right maybe seven minutes but that's about it guys and that's the only reason i say that is because i i can definitely see brock you know leaving for a little bit after mania and in which case you know does just you know vince or whoever you know okay well you're, you're putting over omas not that i would like that or that's what i'm looking for. I, i'm not interested in the match at all to be honest but um yeah i was just a little shocked that you know again their first meeting and brock's the one walking away you know, a little shook that I uh, was didn't see that coming. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here, man. Oh man, yeah, we, we're gonna see. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> again, guys. I'm I'm lost. I'm lost for words. I don't know what to say anymore. It's just it's just baffling. I really thought that they were. It's funny. It's like <laughs> a few weeks ago, I really thought that they were trolling, and now here we are. <laughs> It's like this match is actually happening. It's happening. Wow. It's happening. Like, wow. Every now and then, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, 
Cody Rhodes versus LA Knight. Match time was eight minutes. LA Knight freaking jumps like Michael Jordan onto the top rope and delivers a freaking suplex to freaking Cody Rhodes. Just sick freaking agility yeah. by LA Knight. Again, pretty sick, solid match for for, mm-hmm. for for what was only eight minutes. Yeah, it was. Um, when it was all said and done, Cody Rhodes wins this via a sick freaking Cody Cutter and a crossroads. LA Knight just sells the shit out of it, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, Cody Rhodes wins this match. Um, I'll speak a little bit about LA Knight after this match, but post-match, Cody Rhodes delivers a freaking epic promo. That was uh, one hell of a promo. So he's like, you know, he goes on to, you know, say to, you know, he's like, listen, you know, I've been hearing talks about Paul Heyman saying that I need to stay out of, you know, need to stay out of the bloodlines business and everything, you know, and when he's like, you know, he's like, you know, saying, you know, you need to acknowledge the tribal chief. He's like, listen, I do acknowledge you, damn it, but you need to acknowledge (laughs) me. Um, and he just goes on again, guys, go back and listen to this promo. So freaking just a freaking epic promo. He, and he keeps mentioning April, April 2nd, April 2nd. If you guys don't know when the date <laughs> of when Roman <laughs> and Cody are going to fight. Well, you do now after hearing this promo. But again, just a sick promo. You can hear the energy. You can hear the amplification in Cody's voice. But Cody Rhodes sucks. He's not the dude. It should have been Sami Zayn. Cody Rhodes is just a mid-card talent. He sucks. He's this. All he talks about is Dusty Rhodes in his promos. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, people. Please, enough of that bullshit. I don't I don't want to hear it. It's just like I, I, I want them to listen to this promo again, and I want them to get like a second a different perspective about it because again Cody Rhodes continues to freaking deliver and he can and he's going to ha- and he's going to continue to sh- probably shut people up with promos like this and of course and with matches like this with LA Knight of course um he's like listen I have waited my whole life and I will wait no more on April 2nd Roman I will pin you I will stick you in this ring and I will become the first Rhodes to say he is the new undisputed universal champion Again, just a freaking epic promo. Mm-hmm. Very solid work from Cody. I got a little bit more I do want to say about this, uh, but Brian, I'll send this off to you. Your thoughts about um, the uh, Cody Rhodes promo in this match as a whole. Yeah, I'll start with the match, man. Um, I, again, I thought the match was really good. Um, you know, I don't really know where LA Knight's going here, but I do like the fact that at least he's in there with Cody Rhodes, right? I mean, he, he's in there with one of, one of your top guys. So I do, even though he's taking the L, which of course he had to. Um, but but I'm just glad that you know he at least as of now he's still not you know he's not just thrown out there like a Dolph Ziggler or something. I mean he's he's in there, and even last week you know it, while it was a kind of a you know just what, what's the word you use like a smudge fest or whatever for the title. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But at least, you know, he was circus. Yeah, everything. Right. You know, at least he was still in there with Seamus and and McIntyre. And, you know, so I I just I don't know. I guess that gives me a little bit of hope because, again, I think the the feud with Wyatt, you know, this guy, you know, that made him a star and and he can he can be that guy or or one of those guys. Um, So I like the fact that he was in there with Cody uh the match was good um yeah yeah both of them performed well and yeah man I, the that promo afterwards man i can't I, it was just that was that was really 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 good top notch man um you know I, I don't have much of his his quotes down here but yeah i was just listening to it because it was 
again, it, it was it was captivating. It was it was emotional. It was you know you you could feel the energy in the in the. But, but apparently, he's not the guy, uh, Brian. Apparently, he's just, <laughs> right? he just he can't cut it. He's not good. But again, whatever. What what the hell do we know? But so, but continue. And again, <laughs> even even just you know speaking in in wrestling terms, and you know for for the casual fan or whatever, like. Yes, you know, again, this is scripted, whatever, but this particular thing here with Cody Rhodes and 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 the 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 journey and the chase he's been on, you know, to act to become a champion, like that's real life shit, you know. And so when he speaks like that, you know, and and about those things, yes, it's amplified, but it's my, real my shit, favorite, man. Yeah, my favorite you line know? actually, I don't I don't have it written, but I I kind of remember it off the top of my head. He said, Listen, I don't come out here with a suit and tie because yeah. you know, I, I want to be somebody it's, or it's not because like I need to be somebody or, or because I think I, I am want. somebody. Yeah. Right. It's not, not because I think I am somebody it's because I want to be somebody. I freaking yeah. love that freaking line, bro. It just shows you it's again, like this is a character that in a baby face you can get behind, man. I understand mm. again, again, guys, the Royal rumble, the freaking 30th entrant guys, I get it. But, Still, that doesn't diminish Cody Rhodes and how well he can pull off this babyface character. I, I mean, he, the words, how how much he's evolved in his his delivery and in his storytelling and captivating yeah, voice. It's, it's it's next to none. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't set it better myself, man. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It really was. Yeah, and then of course, in regards to LA Knight, um, and then we're gonna move on into the second hour. It really sucks for LA Knight because again, it's just you know we talked about you know LA Knight in the in the feud with Bray and how it's going to do wonders for him, and we just hope that the WWE doesn't drop the ball. Well, WWE has done everything underneath the sun to now ruin this fucking guy, and it, and it sucks. Now I'm not saying that this match did any harm to him; it, it really didn't. But still, I don't know why you have him come all the way to Monday Night Raw just to I don't know just to, I mean I guess put on a really good match, which was good. Trust me, he deserves praise. But at some point, guys, this dude has to start winning matches. Yeah. I mean, here's a statistic for you. Since November of last year, out of those last 20 matches, guys, he has won one match. Really? One. That includes live events. and Yeah. Same like I talked about with, about Chad Gable, Brian. Yeah, right. Same right. concept now with LA Knight. He's out of his last 20 matches. He's won one match. That's it. Yeah. I mean, guys, at some point, this guy needs to start winning fucking matches. I mean, he has put over everybody underneath the sun. This dude has to. St I mean, he's he's being thrown in with the new day. He's being thrown in fatal five way matches. He's thrown in with Cody Rhodes. Yes, they put on a tremendous performance, but we knew he wasn't going to freaking win the match because why would Cody yeah. Rhodes lose going into <laughs> a match with Roman? So right. it's just it's so weird. It's just the fact that L.A. Knight just has. So we're giving Omos a match, right? Again, no shade to Omos, but this dude who's clearly not ready, who's botch who botches the most simplistic freaking move in a segment, just throwing someone over the top rope, gets on is wrestling Brock Lesnar, but LA Knight can't get a can't get the time of day. He can't get a freaking he can't get something going into Mania. Yeah. Fuck, I think at the end of the day, I, I think he'll he'll be at Mania and have a have, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably I mean but, that could but be at the this, case. Yeah, but yeah. still it's just like there's but not going to be any be deal to it or anything. They could be doing a much yeah. better job. With, sure, with sure. Him. And, that, yeah. and that's my point. 
you know, they they want to make Omos this freaking Nigerian giant beast while <laughs> LA Knight is just putting over everybody just looking like a freaking chump. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's looks, uh, yeah. Just yeah, the way going, I'm looking ahead. at it. No, just the way I'm looking at it is um you know, like I said, I don't really know where they're going, but it, it just gives me a little bit of hope that at least, you know, he was in there with Cody, your top star and, and whatever. So it just says to me that they haven't, they're not just completely discarding him quite yet. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm yeah. just holding out. Maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part, but yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying. He's got a, he's proven he can, you know, care or not carry or, you know, cause Bray was there too, but he can put on a good storyline. He's a good, he's good in the ring. Great on the mic. So yeah, absolutely. He, he cause I just, I just know how fans are going to be like, you know, at some point, like if they see somebody, cause again, we, we don't forget about LA Knight just losing match after match after match yeah. after match against smart fans like us, Brian, we're not going to forget it. You know what I mean? And if you keep having this dude on a losing streak, for sure nobody's yeah. gonna take this dude seriously you know what i'm saying so that that's yeah, what i yeah. mean in a nutshell it's not that i don't think that they're i mean i'm sure at some you know they're gonna have something for la night i'm sure whether it's a segment or a match who freaking knows yeah um it's just again they could be doing they could be building la night up way better instead of just having him look like a schmuck and again we're not no one's even if they do book la night like tremendously in the next week and they has like this like are we gonna forget all of these losses and <laughs> yeah. situations with the new days been the no we're not gonna forget that shit you know what i'm right. saying so it's like it's just a weird situation with la night i really hope that they just don't start dropping the ball because he did such a tremendous job in the bray wyatt feud i just don't want them mm -hmm. i just don't want that momentum to start derailing that's just where my concern is but i guess we're we'll see where uh where this goes uh leaning into mania so our number two we go into seth rollins as he's backstage with byron saxton he's talking about logan paul in the face-to-face -face, um last week and about how knocking him out uh miz interrupts telling rollins that next week he will or logan paul will host impulsive tv and miz will be the guest of that show baron corbin interrupts and he wants to be the co-host for wrestlemania <laughs> alongside the Miz so again like I said I mentioned last week you know you're just going to see Baron Corbin trying to get into these clicks and trying to get <laughs> yeah. into these little situations um week after week which is I guess is kind of funny but at the same time I, I guess you know because I mean what else are you going to put in Baron Corbin right now so I guess it's I, I don't know it's just a weird situation with Baron Corbin like we'll, we'll get to that in just a second but um so listen you know Seth Rollins is like listen you know and you know and he was talking to you know Baron Corbin's mentioning like listen you know I was a box I was a you know a boxing boxing champion or whatever. Um, you know I know I can uh, you know show you some 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 hooks so that way you know you can prepare yourself against Logan Paul or whatever. And Rollins like, listen, man, you know, with all due respect, I would rather take boxing lessons from my baby daughter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this you know, and then freaking Corbin gets upset, and this pretty much leads to a match between Rollins and Corbin. He's like, listen, you know, he's like, why don't you, he's like, why don't I meet you in a match? I can knock you out faster than Logan Paul and take your spot at mania. And he says, okay. Yeah. I was like, well, that sounds like a challenge. Like, how about me and you inside that ring? I'll see you out there. And he does this evil freaking laugh. Um, Miz says, listen, if you can, if Corbin handles Rollins or if talks talking to Corbin, if you can handle Rollins tonight, I will put in a good word with Logan Paul, I guess to have him like be a co maybe this will lead him to being a co-host or something. And right. Then, Right. That is the uh, that is the segment. So again, this is, won't be the last time we hear of Rollins. Of course, we'll we'll talk about their match that, that they believe that was in the third hour um, against Baron Corbin. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to save it, Brian. I'll have you start about this backstage segment and, uh, uh, where, you know, where your, your head is at with this whole Logan Paul and, and Seth Rollins situation. And then the Miz kind of weirdly being added into this situation. Yeah. I, I think this segment and the one following it were the, the low points of the show for me. Um, it just yeah, not really interested in in any of it. Um, again, we we've talked about you know Rollins's character here for weeks. You know, I'm just not that interested. And then you got Miz, and then Corbin comes out, and so now there's a match with Corbin and Rollins. Like, yeah, I, I don't. It, it didn't. It didn't do anything for me. I, you know, and I really next week. You know, I'm I'm sure it'll get a. I don't know, get a ratings pop or whatever, but you know, I guess it'll be Miz, Rollins, and and uh, Paul out there. Um, and, yeah, just not not feeling it, man. So uh, I I didn't really care too much for this segment. That's just me personally. Um, again, why now? While you're adding, you're throwing Corbin in there, and Rollins has a match with Corbin. It eh, okay. <laughs> Good job, guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, and we'll yeah. talk more about Seth and this whole situation once we get into the third hour. But yeah. up next, we have Bronson Reed versus Elias alongside Rick Boogs as he's at ringside <laughs> alongside Elias. This match, guys, was legit two minutes in a pretty much in a a squash match. I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, right. Rick Boogs is still taking notes. I freaking think that shit is funny. I mean, I, I just I get a crack out of that every time I see Rick Boogs taking notes. Um, Bronson Reed just makes again light work with Elias as he hits via tsunami splash from the top rope. Guys, what the fuck happened to Elias? I, I mean, this dude was so freaking over. I don't know if it's, I guess the 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 shtick is just like old and it's just nobody cares yeah, anymore. But this corpse, dude was yeah. over. I mean, remember was, the, like yeah. everyone was into this freaking guy. Walking years with ago. Elias. <laughs> I mean, it's also kind of hard, Brian, to win like. This dude was pretty much he pretty much clarified as this as as Elias being dead. Uh like he went to he like he took a walk in the freaking woods and no one saw him for freaking and poof comes out <laughs> Ezekiel. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's kind of yeah. hard for people to give a shit. Like when all of a sudden Elias just comes back out of nowhere when you know he just again he wanders in the woods, no one hears from him again, and then here's Elias again, just out of freaking nowhere. It's like, yeah. oh, here's Elias, and now it's just like he's supposed to be dead. And, you know, we're supposed to, and, you know, it's just, again, what, what the fuck? Um, and Bronson Reed, I guess, good for him. I mean, what what is this doing for Bronson? I mean, he's winning all these matches. That's great. But it's like, what yeah. long term, like, what is he going to do? Is he going to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Because there's no long term plan for him. Um, I, I just, this this was just, he, you like, know what? Now that because that's a WrestleMania weekend, right? He is going to win it. I, I didn't even thought he's probably going to win, win it. That. Yeah. I mean, and again, yeah, like, yeah. oh, great. That's just a great, like, it's a consolation <laughs> right. prize. Oh, great. Like, you, 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 like, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, we, we have nothing for you, but here's like, here's a little, here's like a cookie. Here's like a little dog treat. Here's the Andre the Giant Memorial. Bat. That, that's what it is in a nutshell. No one gives a right. fine fuck. It's going to be like in the freaking kickoff show or something that no one's going to freaking watch. Yeah. I mean, that's just the honest truth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, I always, I always say this about matches like this. It's nothing but filler. I mean, this led to absolutely nothing. And what, what like what guys like we want to come up with well, it's the tag team between Rick Boogs and Elias, like stop. Um, it's just, it's just a waste of time. It's, this is nothing much really needs to say, Brian, your thoughts, if you have any thoughts about this match. Um, 
Boogs was taking notes. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, only that, entertaining part. Was Boogs taking notes? That was yeah. Really legit. That's outside that was of that, my favorite part really of the nothing, match. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, just with that, I I, I am kind of just the way you know Boogs's delivery. Right. We we see just how he talks and his mannerisms. I guess at the whenever it comes to a head here, I guess. Again, if it's booked right, if if they if they pull it off correctly, I do think it'll be pretty funny to see like Rick Boog, you know, like, you know, you told me to take notes, but you, you're just getting your ass kicked every week, you know. <laughs> so, or you know, something along those lines. I think that could be entertaining, but as of now, like, yeah, I don't care. I just think it's funny that I thought the Boogs is just taking notes everywhere he goes. I thought that was freaking hysterical. Well, that's like, what I mean. Just like, dude, I, yeah, I read like your lips. The, like, I read your lips. You said you want. <laughs> Like that shit that guys, that's freaking funny. Right, it's right. like it's 30 seconds on a three-hour show. Like, like that's like that's the shit of the entire show that you're harping on. I mean, come on. But what you but, yeah. but here's the thing though, if you throw out matches like this that just leads to nothing, then that's a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't yeah, we'll see it. Uh legitimately, like when I say the my favorite part was Boogs taking notes, I, I really mean that. That was my favorite part of the match. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this I, I, I was going to mention this at the top of this this second hour. This entire hour was just very, just very odd. Um, and yeah. it'll make more sense as we get through, as we get through this. But uh, Chad Gable is asking for Otis still in the back. He's handing out flyers. Pecky, Pecky Lynch and and Lita storm in. Freaking Gable goes to hand in a flyer. Becky Lynch just swats that shit out of his hand. It was just so fun. It was just the timing and the, like Becky Lynch's oh, face. Yeah, and then right. like Gable just plays it off and just keeps like asking for the fun. People are asking, like handing out a flyer backstage. I thought that shit was just funny. As they're storming into the doctor or the trainer's room to check on Trish. Um, and that leads into another segment later in the night, uh, pretty much. But uh backstage, then we also had Kevin Owens. Uh, with Kathy Kelly talking about you know the situation between him and Sammy as well as Cody as he mentions he talks about what Cody Rhodes said earlier on in the night he because he did mention Kevin Owens a little bit in that promo he says listen he's like look I needed help for a long time I did and but I never got it um he's like listen with with, with the history between me and Sammy I mean it's uh, like is it that hard to understand why I don't want to fight alongside him like you know it's like is it that like it shouldn't be shouldn't be a question it shouldn't be a surprise you know um listen he talks about cody like i mentioned what he said earlier on he's like listen i don't want your help and i don't need your help um and he states like i don't and like he, he has a match of course with solo sokoa later in the night and he does not want to see them come out to that match uh for later in the night he's like listen i've been fighting the bloodline ever since for nine straight months and i'm that's how i'm going to keep fighting them um mm -hmm. and listen I'll and I'll stop it here and I'll get it to you Brian but I will mention this uh yeah it, it was um with the the thing the thing with Kevin Owens right is I I mentioned this on on SmackDown like I just Kevin Owens needs to be involved more in this situation I understand you want to play the the story that he doesn't want to be involved and that's fine. But to just completely have him off SmackDown television this past Friday was mm -hmm. just very odd. And it's just like nothing really, I don't know, just nothing got accomplished with, with the whole, at least that's that angle of the story, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and again, the backstage segment was fine. Um, and as, and when I get into the main event, it'll make more sense of what I want to say. It's just like, 
I don't know. It's just like, you know, we're, we're now less than two weeks away. It's like, we get it. It's like, you know, there just needs to be a little bit more. It's like, we understand where Kevin Owens stance is at. And it feels like he's just, he, he needs to be repeating himself. And maybe that's the reality of the situation because freaking interviewers keep asking him the same question or something along those lines. Right. But yeah, right. I don't know. I, I just feel like Kevin Owens just needs to be involved more. You know, like he like he was involved on SmackDown and yeah, the main event was fine and we'll get to that. But I don't know. Something was just missing um, in his involvement with the bloodline, at least in the show. But again, that's just where I'm coming from. Not that anything was bad. It's just that something's missing and that spark that we've had with this entire storyline. There's just there's just something off. It's like it's like WWE right now is on autopilot. They're on cruise control. They just want to cruise this. They just want to hit. They just want to hit cruise control. And just go straight into WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? At least that's how it's playing off to me. Um, but Brian, your thoughts about uh, this backstage interview with Kevin Owens and this whole th- this situation that he has going on with Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was an okay promo. You know, not bad. Um, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, uh, you know, about KO getting getting more involved. And here's, you know, if I was a betting, betting on it, so it, it the their alliance is going to start forming here at at Raw next week. Um, because you heard later on, um, Roman Reigns will be in, at Raw next week. Um, so I, I fully expect that that the ball will, will get rolling <clears throat> next on Monday Night Raw next Monday. Um, you know, somehow, some way, you know, with Roman there, of course, the, all the bloodline I will be hope there. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I freaking so, hope so. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, that's what it, that's kind of what I think, especially with with Roman next, Reigns being on Raw next week. So yeah, that's probably right. the case. Yeah. So I think next week is going to be the week where kind of the formation, probably between the two shows, like the 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 formation, or really getting Ko, uh, Sammy, and and um, Rhodes like all kind of in the in the ring together, taking on the Bloodline. I think that's going to be happening next week. So um, definitely something to look forward to. But uh, yeah, I feel what you're saying. It, it needs to it needs to get going here. But I, I think that's when it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, this isn't <clears throat> this isn't the last time we talk about Kevin as he has the main event with Solo Sokoa uh, to end the show. But we'll get that into the or get into it into the third hour. Up next was Austin Theory and the Street Profits as they're backstage as. Uh, Ford and Dawkins, they're clowning theory after the freaking getting destroyed <laughs> on the microphone by John Cena last week, calling him baby, baby Cena. Um, and theory, he asks, like, so they kind of like they go back and forth, like, you know, pretty much. Um, theory asks, like, who is the toughest of the street profits? And he calls out Montez Ford. He's like, he he points to Dawkins, like, is it you? And he's like, mm-hmm. but I know for damn sure it ain't you. And he points it to Montez Ford. He's like, listen. He's like, you have been nothing but a bag of jokes. He's like, every opportunity uh, that you have set, you know, you've fallen flat on your face. Um, and, you know, and just calling him like, listen, you know, just just continuing to, again, just a really solid, not, not a, I mean, again, solid little back and forth with Austin Theory. And I've stated mm-hmm. this about Austin yeah. Theory many times. Like, you know, people want to trash him. I understand he's not the greatest, guys, but this dude has a place. And he's and he and he and he does decent work. I'm not saying he's great, guys. I'm not saying like you know he's 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 a great promo cutter and all. He's a great performer, but again, there's a place for him. I always talk about wrestlers having a place, and there's definitely a place uh, for Austin Theory. He held his own in this segment, 
Yeah, um, yeah. He's like, you know, again, just continuing to clown on Montez Ford. Montez Ford doesn't say anything. Dawkins just says, oh, listen, I got this. And he challenges Theory to a match uh, later in the night. And Theory accepts. And he's like, oh, wait, what are you guys doing at Mania? And he's like, oh, right. That's, oh, he's like, oh, that's right. Nothing. And just laughs as he walks off. As Montez had nothing really to say through that entire yeah. that entire exchange that he had with uh, with Dawkins. And I believe, I don't know if that's hinting at maybe like a turn at some point. Um, but I know Dawkins mentioned in an interview or something that on that I saw on Twitter that oh, like you know we're we're brothers, we're never gonna turn on each other. It's not gonna happen. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's. I mean, it doesn't matter what 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 Dawkins feels. It's uh, it's obviously, of course, it's at the end of the day, it's WWE's call. If they feel like Montez Ford is ready and he want they want to push him as a solo competitor, they're gonna do so. Um, mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it was just uh, very interesting that pretty much Montez Ford was just left with nothing to say. At least that's what I kind of caught up to it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this was maybe I'm just looking too much into it. But and again, theory is again, guys, I, I again, I understand people want to trash theory, but theory is he's he's decent. And I think I mean, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's, you know, he's 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 the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he's but he's solid and there's a place for him. And 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 I can see the improvements, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, that doesn't that doesn't take away of everything they've they've done to this dude. Which uh, oh, I don't know, have him cash in on a freaking mid card title and lose the motherfucker. Uh, I don't know, just something along those lines. But so this leads into the fourth match. This was uh, Austin Theory versus Angelo Dawkins. Again, match time was around nine minutes in length. Austin Theory wins via the A Town Down finisher. Again, the match was fine for what it was. Again, I know Angelo Dawkins as of late has put on some solid performances, so I will give him that. Yeah. Um, Post match, Theory puts Dawkins in the STF submission. Of course, <laughs> that's John Cena's uh, submission move. Ford runs down for the save, and Theory retreats. Uh, Theory delivers like the one of these that you yep. can't that you can't see me into the into the camera or at the rampway, but like, it was it was into like one of the hard cams, and he was looking at the rampway and you know doing yeah. you can't see me or whatever. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, and, you know, I'll I'll um I'll save it for um I'll save it for when you start this, Brian. I'll have you start this off. Your thoughts on Austin Theory and the Street Profits, that whole segment in this match as a whole. Yeah, so especially coming off last week where he just got destroyed. Um, yeah, I thought Theory did. It was a pretty good promo um, that he had backstage. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, pretty good. You know. Um, especially coming off uh, of last week. Uh, yeah. And I think when he, he you know, he was kind of, you know, kind of pitting the two against each other there. Like who's the toughest. Yeah. Maybe that, I mean, we've talked about it for weeks here now that, you know, the street profits kind of need to be split up as a tag team. And again, maybe that's just a little, you know, little planting seeds there. Who knows? Um the match was okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, adding the, you know, the STF after the match and the, just kind of mocking Cena afterwards. You know, I kind of, I like that just to, to continue to build that story. Um, but it really, like when, when I saw backstage in the promo, when it was uh, um, uh, Montez Ford and, and Theory, you know, I would really have, have, I know Cena's obviously going to bring the eyeballs and it's WrestleMania and whatever. 
But I mean, Montez Ford right now, there, there's nothing for him at Mania after just coming off of, you know, the elimination chamber. And, you know, we've been talking about the work he's been doing this year and, you know, that it's, it's time for him to have a singles run. I get the appeal and the Hollywood of Cena. I get it. But really, I, I would have preferred if you had started some type of feud between Montez and Theory, I'd have been more interested in that, man. Um, truly. Uh, but obviously, that's that's not happening here. So, um, yeah, that was just my thoughts about it. Okay, match. Uh, I thought Theory did, you know, really good on the, on the promo backstage. So, and... Um, you know, my my dislike for him again has never been like I, I I think he's a good wrestler. I think he is pretty good on the mic. Um, yeah, it just it, you know I, I'm just I guess his I mean, really it's his character that he plays. Like I'm just not a fan of the character. But that being said, he's still a good wrestler and, and good on the mic and and <laughs> good at his job. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 here's the and here's and that's why I kind of have an issue with this is because, guys, they've already announced next week that Austin Theory is going to now face Montez Ford, and like, what is Montez Ford going to take a freaking L? So like, you're building yeah, up Austin Theory going to have for, to just yeah. for continuing to just just diminish the street profits and Montez Ford in the in the process. Like, right? I just I don't under I just don't understand what i mean listen i because again austin theory can't freaking lose first of all he's your champion he shouldn't be freaking losing i don't give a shit if you <laughs> yeah, like him right. or not he's your freaking champion shouldn't be freaking losing so if he's facing montez ford it's like what what the fuck um i mean unless there's like a dq finish or whatever but yeah even then, I, doubt just like, I doubt they're gonna do yeah. a dq finish honestly i mean yeah that could yeah. be the i mean yeah that would be a smart decision to do um right i doubt that they're gonna do i mean maybe they are i mean i i don't know because again they they it does seem to me that they, at some point, they want to get the ball rolling with Montez Ford. It's just, I don't know. I, To me, it, it's just, I hope it's, it just, it's going to have to come after Mania at this point because it's yeah, too, it'll probably too close be after to, there's Mania. nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's most likely going to be after Mania whenever that time is. It's just, I hope that they just do this correctly. And if they do make the turn, I hope it just, it, it's special in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it does something not just for Montez, Brian, but also for Angelo Dawkins. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because you know, because again, I want to be fair. I know because I know it's easy for us to uh, whatever Angelo Dawkins, whatever. And we stated that because we we, listen, we we stated as a fact, right, that he's just he's nowhere near Montez's skill level right now, and that's just a fact. That's no shade to him, but at, at the same mm-hmm. time, I, I don't want to just push Dawkins to the side and be like, okay, just go back to catering and do whatever the do whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? But again, it's just like, okay, it's just like that old typical, like, okay, we have nothing for the street profits. So let's just freaking throw him in with Austin Theory, have him have Dawkins lose in a singles match, and then have Montez Ford lose (laughs) in a singles match. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of those weird, weird situations. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, Back to Dawkins. Yeah. I would say, you know, just this year alone. I mean, yeah, he's definitely shown improvement. So. Yeah, definitely not shitting on Dawkins there, because um, there should be something for him too. But, but the fact that I mean, right, you know, we're two weeks away from Mania, and you know, Montez Ford, the Elimination Chamber he had, and and just the the year he's had so far, the fact that on a two night WrestleMania event, he's not doesn't have a match. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, 
no, it's 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 weird. It's odd, and yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just, but yeah, but but Omos and Brock is Lesnar is is a fucking <laughs> thing, Brian. But yeah, Montez Ford, like I mentioned about L.A. Knight, at least as at the time being, there's there's nothing yeah. for them right now. Maybe yeah. that can change in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? But yeah. you know, time will tell, I guess. Paul Heyman's backstage responding to Cody Rhodes's words earlier in the night, and he states that Roman Reigns will be on Monday Night Raw next week. So, and yeah, so, and, and before we get into our number three, and I'll make this short, um, and again, I love the fact that we're getting this feud, Brian, between Cody and Roman. Um, of course, we've mm-hmm. mentioned it numerous of times on this podcast about how it's needed. Cody Rhodes is the guy, and we still stand by that to this day. However, all we've gotten at this point, though, Brian, is just a face, an epic face-to-face, by the way. I want to throw that out. That yeah. was an epic face-to-face they had. But that's it. At mm-hmm. least between the two, that is all we've gotten. The other side of the story has been with the tag titles with Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and we're not getting anything between hardly anything from C- Cody and Roman. And look, guys, as much as I love that we're getting the match and the match is going to be epic and everything, but again, I always talk about, again, we're we're less than two weeks away. We got to get the ball rolling here. Like, we're yeah, going to wait yeah. until, because, I mean, is, is Roman Reigns going to be on SmackDown? I guess he's, I don't know. Um, and, and I, I expect him to be on both. Wait until, uh. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait until freaking uh so next week on Raw for Roman and Cody to be in the same building again, it's just like you know what the fuck are we doing? I, I, I it's like guys, we're running out of time. It's like Edge, <laughs> Edge in a nutshell. We're I'm running out of time. We're running out of time yeah. here. Um, so that's just my whole take about it, Brian. Your thoughts before we get into the third hour? Uh, yeah, kind of the same. Um, you know the, the ball does need to get rolling here. Um, you know I always thought that the. the the best way, especially going into Mania, right? At least for your your champion, your main feud for Mania, right? The the biggest match on the biggest night. Um, I, I think that that story and those two characters, whoever they may be, really need to start. And maybe the story has been told, but that needs to be at from Royal Rumble until Mania. That that feud, that story needs to be told. And while they've 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 told the story and had elements of it, you're right. That last week was the first time they were ever face to face in the ring. I I think again for the the main event of WrestleMania, the build to that, I I think it needs to be more right. There needs to be more interaction to to build that story. Um, you know that that's all I'm gonna. They've again look. This is the bloodline and the story they've told. That's just a little change that I would make to, you know, not that it's been bad or hasn't delivered because it has. Um, but yeah, I, I just think for for that, you you need to build that for a good two months and have multiple interactions or, you know, beatdowns or, or run-ins or, or whatever, however you, you tell the story. But, you know, I, I guess here, you know, we got what? So there's 18 days where you got like maybe five, six more shows before Mania um something along those lines yeah yeah, so i guess or i would hope that at least in like four of those six shows that that you know these again like the the cody and sammy and ko like that starts happening and and cody face to face with roman that's got to happen so you know hopefully we'll get uh 
we'll get an overdose of it here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we can we can hope and hope and pray <laughs> yeah. when, when it comes to this company. So right again, as as much as as much <clears throat> as they've done well with the storyline, and I give them credit because even though I, we give credit to the performers, I do want to give credit to WWE themselves. They have done very well. I just hope that they yeah. just don't hit that cruise control and just like just okay, like we got nothing else. Let's just take this all the way to the next two weeks of Mania. So <laughs> right, we'll right. see. We'll see where uh, where it goes. Hour number three, Rey Mysterio hits the ring. Um, you know, it's of course he's getting that love and appreciation from the fans, of course, being inducted into the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, you know, it's like listening, you know, he's of course showing his love and his appreciation to the fans and of course the ones that have helped him along the way in his uh, wrestling career. It's like this isn't just for me, this is for all of us. Dominic Mysterio music hits. And he's like, listen, he's like, you put your entire life into this business. And he's like, I hope it was worth it. You know, I hope it was worth it putting, you know, of course, you know what this was leading to. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. put all your time and effort into wrestling and you left me alone at home. You get a you suck chant from freaking Providence. (laughs) And they started a what chant during this, during Dom's uh, promo, uh, the freaking what chant. Um, Again, I'm very skeptical about that. What chant? When people start that what chant, it's funny, and then there's times where it's just like, okay, enough, like stop. Yeah. Oh Um, yeah, for sure. Especially like in certain promos, it's just like when when a promo has been cut well, it's just like the fans just decide, oh, let's just do the what chant, like just (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just yeah, just that's just my stake on that. Well, even when Stone Cold was doing it in his prime, like even it being my favorite wrestler, like that's. Yeah, it, it got it had, old. Yeah, like it had its moments, but then like it had right, right. And even in today's wrestling, you, like you hear it, it's like it's like when a great promo is being cut, it's just like the crowd. It's just like a short fucking attention span. Oh, let's just make the what chant? What? What? <laughs> what? Stone Cold said what? What? Yeah. Oh my god, not enough. <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, listen, you earned. He's like, yeah, he's like, listen, like so everything you, you put your entire life into this business i hope it was worth it he's like you earned all of that at the expense of me um you know and don talks about at the age of 16 how he's like listen you, know, you told me you get a new car you would get me a new car I'd smack the shit out of him right there man <laughs> <laughs> he said everybody dom's friends they all got new mercedes and he he's like and you got me a bmw <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god i freaking laughed so freaking hard when i heard that uh he's like he's, it was just so funny yeah. um you know i can hear michael cole right now too on commentary as well she's, she's probably <laughs> disgusted about those comments too but anyway uh he goes on to say like listen i see who you really are a poor sad excuse of a father he's like no 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 of a man um, and then Do- and then Dominic challenge. He makes the challenge to Rey Mysterio to have a match at Mania, and Rey Mysterio declines. He's like, listen. He's like, you know, I don't know how many times I got to say this, but I'm like, you know, of course, speaking hypothetically, he's like, you know, I'm not gonna fight you. He's like, no matter what you do, I'm not gonna fight my own son. He's like, mm-hmm. whether you believe this or not, I still love you, and I always will. There will be no match at WrestleMania, and Rey Mysterio just walks off. And then Dom continues to talk on the microphone, like, look, this is your Hall of Famer. This is your this is the person you look <laughs> up to. He's like, How pathetic this is. Um, and it's like, look, he's like, You ran away from Raw, you ran away, you went, you ran away from your entire family, and you ran away from me. The only thing that you taught me is what not to be. As Rey Mysterio, he's looking back, but he just, you know, he doesn't, he can't bother to even talk back to 
to Dominic at this point as he just continues to to uh, to walk off. And that was the segment to start our number three. Uh, no doubt. Um, was this perfect? Uh, no. Was this decent? Yeah, this was very decent. Uh, I will give it that. Um, you know, of course, I talked about the segment on on SmackDown and how it was just very, again, very underwhelming um, on SmackDown. But this was, you know, issuing the challenge. And now Dominic's or excuse me, Rey Mysterio, for that matter, is denying the challenge. And of course, like I said, it's that slow burn or that slow build to win whenever Rey Mysterio is going to ball up that fist and just freaking knock freaking Dominic's lights out. Um, so, yeah, um, no, no problem with the segment at all. Um, I would have came up with some maybe different ways that this could have been better. Um, but for what it was, uh, not not bad. Definitely the big, the high, most, I would say, outside of Cody Rhodes' promo, probably the best, one of the best parts of this show. Um, you know, honest, honest, honestly. So if I if I were to, uh, you know, to call it out like it is. So you have Cody Rhodes' epic promo, um, you know, and even though we were skeptical about that, um, you know, Cody Rhodes, I mean, there's no denying how great that promo was. And then you had this segment that was not perfect, but but solid nonetheless. So um, but yeah, I mean, this this outside of the bloodline, this continues to honestly be, Brian, the one of the most intriguing feuds that's that's going on right now. And it hasn't really been mm-hmm. done flawlessly. I'm gonna be gonna be completely oh, sure. honest yeah. here. Um, but still, there's been moments to where, like, man, I need to see what happens when this match does does take place so um but yeah before we before we move on into this last hour brian your thoughts about this segment between dominic and ray mysterio man so i'm i'm really conflicted on this one um i might might take a minute here uh so first (laughs) let me say congratulations to to ray mysterio hall of famer absolutely um you know, I, I, I'd love He's so that. good. Although, he doesn't even have to retire yet. <laughs> it's just, I was going to you know, say that. So I'm not yeah. a, a. All right. So the WWE Hall of Fame, right? It's it's not like a, a baseball or a football, which I kind of in some, you know, I, I, obviously there's an entertainment, you know, aspect to it. But I wish it was more, more along those lines in the aspect of just put in the the greatest wrestlers of all time right like you know you don't need you know in the wwe you got pete rose in there and i, I think fucking drew carey is in there and maybe even the like the san diego chicken like seriously <laughs> um so in that aspect i, I wish it was <clears throat> i don't know a little bit just the hall of fame itself was a little bit more of a serious thing and not an entertainment shtick wrestling thing. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I think, you know, you put in like, you know, like Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, the right, like those are fucking legends of the business. Right. But then you have them in there with fucking Drew Carey and it kind of diminishes the whole fucking thing. Um, so that being said, and I'm also, and I, I heard you had mentioned uh, on the, on the last podcast, like, yeah, I'm also not a fan of having people in the Hall of Fame that are still actively wrestling, right? It just wait so, until they so retire. Weird, right? Yeah, it's, thank, it's thank, weird. Thank God, I'm not the only one that thinks that. So yeah, yeah. I, I, again, no, I had to I, mention it because it's just like it's it's like again, bro, it's it's like if if my if my stepfather right were because he's retired, right? It's like mm-hmm. if he were if there was like a Hall of Fame of like principals in in Union County in Indian Trail, <laughs> North Carolina. 
all of a sudden, while he's still an active principal in the same county, he's just elected into whatever. If there is a Hall of Fame for that matter, he's elected into this <laughs> right. Hall of Fame while he's still in work. Right, right. <laughs> like Ray Mysterio, he's he's elected into the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's great for Ray Mysterio. Of course, he's deserving of it. But guys, he's an act. He's still an active wrestler in this mm-hmm. company. Like he's probably going to be in WrestleMania next year. He's going to be at the probably at the Royal Rumble next year. So again, it's like the under. I also mentioned the. See, Undertaker. I got a, I got a different take on that. See, I, I, I think this, this could be his last mania. I, I really do. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, that, yeah. Let's 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 hear it. Yeah. Let, let, let's, yeah. Let's so so that's, that's uh, again, you know. So in that aspect, again, that's that's kind of why. Again, I'm conflicted because I think this legitimately could be his last mania. Yeah. So, you know, having him, you know, he's inducted to the Hall of Fame on Friday, you know, has the Mania match. And it's just of the whole weekend, you know, kind of in some ways celebrating Rey Mysterio and what he's done for the business. And mm-hmm. huge fan of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, like, I really feel this is how they're going to go. And again, this is just my personal take on it because I understand the entertainment side of it and it's going to fucking sell of course, but just my, my personal thing, like, again, I I think the hall of fame should be a little bit more serious than it it is sometimes, but I think the way they're going to go, the way they're going to go with this is Mysterio still, you know, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you at the hall of fame induction ceremony. Dom's going to come out there to to fuck it up or whatever. And that's when you finally get like the, I, yeah, I don't, I think so, man. I could definitely and, I mean, see yeah, that, that, that. And that could be the case. Yeah, no, absolutely. But here's the thing. So like, but like I, so it would suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why are we using the hall of fame? That should right, be right, prestigious exactly. in its own right to build yep. a story between Ray and Dominic. Like, come on, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like what the fuck? I hope it doesn't on, go just, that it's way. Botched. But... It's such a, yeah. bo- like, again, I mentioned the undertaker too. It's like the undertaker just retired. I, I, I mm. guess. Right. I mean, I think he's pretty much done. He stated that he's no longer oh, yeah, come yeah. Out, out with the coat and the freaking hat again. So right. he's pretty much done. But yet the very next year, poof, expecto petroleum. He's, he's, he's inducted into the hall of fame. I don't mind that one so much because he's just how legendary he was. Yeah, I mean, it's, but I don't still, mind it's that, just but... like I wish they they would give it some time to make the moment feel special. Oh, it's like it's the Undertaker. We haven't heard from the Undertaker in freaking years in and three months. months. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, right. three, yeah, yeah, like that's what I mean. So I, I mean, gotcha. yeah, of course, like the yeah. Undertaker was was better because he's again he's not he's not an active member like Rey Mysterio is on the roster, of course, but still mm-hmm. give it like a few years, you know, and, and I know you said this about, about sports. I understand professional wrestling and sports. They're completely different things. Right. But yeah. it should still have the same. Um, it should still have the same, you know, perspective, you know, like wait a few years right. for somebody to be elected into the hall of fame. That way, the moment of when they are elected into the hall of fame is that much more meaningful? Sure. And, like we're already going to see. I mean, who knows with Ray? Like you said, maybe could this be Ray Mysterio's last WrestleMania? Who knows? But at the end of the day, he's still wrestling. That's mm-hmm. my issue: is that he's still wrestling. Wait till he's freaking fully retired. Wait a couple years, and, and then when it's time to induct him after it's been a few, oh, it's Ray Mysterio. It's go good to see him. 
He's great. Well-deserved. That's when you bring him in. That That's just yeah. what my take is with the Hall of Fame. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's it, to me, I, and, you know, like you mentioned about the SmackDown review, to me, this whole situation with the Hall of Fame is botched. And it just, it diminishes the Hall of Fame in the process because everybody in the snap of a finger is already, because guys, who's going to be left to, to be in, like, you have what, maybe what, Randy Orton, John Cena, The Rock, like who who else is? Oh, The Rock's, The Rock isn't Roman, in there yet? The Rock's got to be in there. Maybe The Rock, I don't, I know, I, I say The Rock has to be in there, maybe, I don't know, I'm just speaking off the top of my head, maybe, but, um, I mean, when, I don't know, is, is The Rock in there? I don't know, I have to do research yeah. on that, but, but still, like John Cena, Randy Orton, I mean, who else? Yeah. Freaking, and again, and they're going to be in the Hall of Fame and like in the snap of a finger. Cause like, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, and we're not going to have anyone else left besides what? Maybe, I guess, you know, what? Roman Reigns, maybe. And, and I guess Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just, it's just like, wait a couple years, man. Wait a couple years. Don't just throw them into the Hall of Fame just to tell a fucking storyline. Come on. So, yeah. That's just my and, take. And you know? Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, I mean, I like the segment between them both. I do want to see the match. I just, I feel like they are going to use the Hall of Fame. It was storyline, yeah. and I just think that I wish they wouldn't do that. But yeah, yeah, no, there's no <laughs> doubt. It, there's no doubt it'll probably happen. Um, whether it should be happening, yeah, it's a, that's a different yeah. story. Um, up next, we have Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus as they're leaving the trainer's room. Becky states that they're going to get their heads kicked in <laughs> in referring to damage control. Um, it's like, you know, Trish then starts talking. He's like, listen, I've been hit harder than that. The only thing that they've done is just piss me off. I freaking love that <laughs> line from Trish Stratus. And yeah. yeah, they just storm off out as they leave the trainer's room and that's it. Um, but yeah, again, I'll make this short and quick again, not a bad segment. I would have done a, again, just a, just a tad bit more, just a little bit more. Like maybe if you have damage control, they're like you know, maybe they're 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 looking for damage control, maybe in the arena, like all mm -hmm. three of them, yeah. and like he's like, hey, if you, like where's damage control? Like where are they? Like tell me where they are now. And it's like, oh, I just saw them. Like le they're in the parking lot. They're about to leave, and they storm into the parking lot. Camera cuts to damage control, and here they are. They're brawling in the parking lot. Damage control gets a getaway car, and they rush away. Like do something freaking cool. Like again, guys, this is just coming off the top of my freaking head. I, I know WWE and freaking professional <laughs> wrestling needs to fucking hire me. Um, you know, and again, it's just something simplistic. You know, you don't have yeah. to move freaking move mountains. And again, I'm not saying guys that this was bad. It's just that I know WWE can do better. I know they can. Um, you know, and of course, and, and, and I mean, when you involve Trish Lita, I mean, at the stages of their career, like, let's freaking have some fun with this shit, man. They started sure. off well with the backstage segment. I just felt like there should have just been a tad bit more. Um, that's just where I'm coming from. But Brian, your thoughts before we get into this next match. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, there definitely could have been a little bit more like, like, you know, we've talked about just those backstage segments kind of telling the story throughout the show. Um, yeah, there, there could have been like at least one more segment there to, to kind of, yeah, whatever it was, just to tie it up. It, it doesn't even have to be them actually like, here's fighting the thing, right? damage control. It just yeah, because you know, here's because yeah. here's the thing. Like if I if I get my ass kicked <clears throat> by somebody, and like I would want to know like where the fuck are they? Like because I want <laughs> right. I want to get my hands on them. It's like Trish Stratus. Yeah. Like all they did was piss me off, which was a dope line. She delivered it beautifully. I'm not taking any away from that. But at that right. point, I'm like I want to know where they are, 
what hope maybe like freaking crash their hotel room wherever they're <laughs> staying at in providence guys i'm serious like that's kind of fun shit if you think sure. about it um but you know um i don't know maybe i'm just making too much common sense sports and entertainment pal right <laughs> that's exactly right um so yeah again guys you know I, and listen again i'm not trashing it the segment i'm just yeah. saying i know wwe can do better because they have done better and again it's trish and lita man like let's let's have some fun with this man you know we're not going to see trish and lita do this for uh for much longer you know if, if they're hardly part-time as it is so, I mean, let's yeah. have some fun, man. Let's loosen up. Let's freaking put a pen to paper, man. Let's really get freaking fun. But I don't know. Sure. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe WWE and creative wouldn't like me because I'm just too freaking just just freaking out of my gore when it comes to trying to create, come up with creative <laughs> shit. But anyway, um, up next, this was Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin in our next match. Match time was under three minutes. Uh, Baron Corbin attacks Seth before the bell. Uh, the Miz is on commentary because the Miz is once again thrown into this segment because he's the co-host of Mania. So they're going to throw him into Seth Rollins and this Logan Paul uh, storyline or feud. Um, Seth Rollins throws Corbin into the Miz at ringside. Um, so he's on co- he's on commentary. Um, they like, you know, Miz is like barking at Seth and he takes Corbin and throws into, into the Miz while he's sending a commentary. Seth brings Corbin back into the ring. Uh, Miz looks to get involved. Seth Seth hits him with a Pele kick, and then Rollins goes ahead and stops stomps Corbin for the win. Miz was also in the ring, but he also uses Miz Miz as leverage to deliver the stomp to Corbin um, for the W. And then that was uh, your match. Um, um, I'm I'm gonna save it, Brian. I'll have you start your thoughts with this match and um, your your thoughts again with this feud between Seth and Logan Paul. I don't have much to say about the match. I mean, we kind of said it in the promo. <clears throat> you know, just a kind of little throwaway match here because you really got nothing for Corbin. And, uh, you know, I, I guess if Logan Paul isn't there, you really got nothing for Rollins. Uh, so, yeah, it was what it was. I mean, okay, little match there. Uh, you know, as far as the the Rollins and, and Logan Paul feud, um yeah, you know, like I said, like I said before, I mean, I, I think it'll be a good match. Um, definitely a lot of, or you know, at least a handful of like holy shit or, or cool spots, cool moves, whatever. But as the feud, you know, itself, um, yeah, I, I don't really care all that much. Uh, but it'll be an entertaining match. Oh yeah, and we've we've spoken about that for weeks about Logan and Seth. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a no doubt a step backwards when it comes to this feud after what they did last week. Um, and listen, if you don't, of course, with Logan, like he's not, he's hardly a part timer. But I just have a three minute match with Baron Corbin, and then just that's that's all you have. Again, it's just yeah. like there's so many different ways that you can go about this that doesn't like. Again, it's just there's hardly anything. What you get a three? It's like okay, Seth Rollins wins in under three minutes. Okay, great. And then the segment just it's just done. Like Miz is somehow <laughs> yeah. as the host is just involved in this situation because why? Because he has ties to Logan Paul. Um, yeah. I, I it's just I, I don't know. Um, again, just a major step back. And it's disappointing because again, I'm trying to give this I'm trying to give this 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 feud a chance because like you said, Brian. And we've said this on many occasions. The match is probably going to be the best match of 
WrestleMania, if not one of the best could possibly be, yeah. could possibly be. Um, but again, it's just how we're getting there. And I thought the the face to face last week was very decent. That's why I was in my freaking. Both of them were in my freaking top five this uh this past uh you know top five wrestlers of the week on the SmackDown review. Um, but yeah, major step back forward just of how just lackluster this kind of was. It's like okay, Seth Rollins yeah. wins the match. People just you know you know fans get what they want because they get to sing their song oh, oh and all that fucking bullshit. So the, yeah. I guess the fans got what they want. They got to sing Seth Rollins' theme song, win in a match yep. in under three minutes, and that was pretty much it. But so there's nothing much really need to say. Um, no, nope. yeah, really nothing. So I guess we'll we'll see. I guess they're gonna put all their chips into into the impulsive TV. Uh, segment next week, so we'll see next how week, that how yeah. plays out. Maybe if they, you know, hopefully maybe they up the antique with this as we're now, like I said, man, we're less than two weeks away, so they got to really start building this up and getting people to really you know get invested. So we'll we'll see where how it turns out. Up next, Chad Gable he finds Otis with the Maximum Male Models <laughs> in a photo shoot. Um, Otis it leaves Maximum Male Models, leaving Gable pretty much alone in his sorrows. Um. Uh, look here's the otis with the maximum male models could be legit entertaining um and listen i know we've heard rumors too about chad gable and um him going going back as a singles competitor which could be legit but again it's just like i don't i just again i don't trust the booking with chad gable even as a singles competitor anyway I mean, he's hardly winning matches as it is. Like now, he's going to be on a singles run, and we expect him to just become a superstar. Come on, now, stop. Um, right. So yeah, again, I don't know. I mean, is this? I mean, is Otis maybe just going to legit fully turn heel on Chad Gable, and is Chad Gable going to become the face, and Ot- Otis <laughs> becomes a freaking <laughs> right. maximum male model, becomes a freaking, uh, um, or maybe is is or does Chad Gable find a way to sucker Otis back in? <clears throat> Um, because let's be honest with the maximum male models, they're nothing but a comedy shtick. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all they are. So I highly doubt that they're gonna have Otis. Um, I don't know, be with them long term, and 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 become part of like this. I guess a faction. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> right, the right. fuck this would be. So yeah, it's just I I don't know. I'm just glad, honestly, Brian. I'm just glad that Otis and Chad Gable are just a part of something. Honestly, I'm as a po- I mean, I I'll take honestly this as opposed to them just losing match after match after match just to build up another storyline. So I, I I mean, you know, it's just yeah. I, I I don't. There's really nothing much I can honestly say. At least they're just involved in something. Because they've just been obscurity and just been just been bought, just been jobbed out to, for so long now. Mm-hmm. Both this and Chad Gable, for that matter. So, but yeah, Brian, if you have any thoughts uh, with this, your thoughts with Otis, Chad Gable, and whatever this is leading to with the Maximum Male Models. Yeah, uh, just you heard it here first, guys. Uh, months or about a month ago, Otis was going to go go uh, try his hand at modeling. Uh, you know, we, we caught it here on Ruthless Talk. And this yeah. is this is where you're going, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, all in all, I mean, it, 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 the best part is just, and even Otis didn't have much in this, but just his movements, you know, he's posing for the camera. It's just, yeah, he's he's gonna kind of kill it with the the comedy thing. Um, 
and that's that's what it's going to be. And yeah, I, I don't think this will be anything long term, but that's the direction it seems to be headed. Where Otis is or Otis is going to kind of you know I don't know get a big head or, or think you know now he wants to go model and it's going to lead to a split between Alpha Academy. Um, so yeah, uh, again, um, not necessarily that I'm invested in it or whatever. I mean, it, it is overall kind of silly, but Otis is going to, he's going to be the saving grace of it. Cause he's, he's going to do some funny shit and you know, so that, that'll be kind of entertaining. But other than that, yeah, um, I guess we'll find out. I don't know out. where Gable goes. Yeah, I guess we'll I guess find we'll out. Forget, I don't know where. I guess. I guess where we'll Gable find goes. Out. So whether regardless, the maximum male models, Otis... but like they haven't even had a match, have they? No, I don't think so. Yes, yeah, so at least I mean, not in yeah. a long time. Maximum male models or or yeah. Otis, yeah, for that matter. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, as I mean, obviously, we kind of saw that like Otis was going to show interest in the maximum male models. It just depends on how long. He's with the maximum male models because I yeah, can see it going either way. Like Otis just becomes a full freaking model, or yeah. you know Chad Gable finds. A oh, way there's to definitely that. there's like a, a full there's there's like a full photo shoot coming with Otis. There's no doubt that's got to happen. Oh, that's oh I'm sure I'm sure it's I'm sure it's maybe it could be posted tomorrow or something like right. that. Yeah. Again, I mean whatever Otis is going to be in, I, I mean he's like I said he pulls the comedy stick well and he's going to freaking kill yeah. it. So yep. how it goes is a different story. Up next, we have Bianca Belair, your Raw Women's Champion, versus Chelsea Green alongside Carmella at ringside. So, uh, Carmella gets involved. Uh, Belair knocks her off of the apron as she tries to get involved. Bianca wins this match. Pretty simplistic over Chelsea yeah. Green via a KOD. The match was okay. I felt like they had to slow their pace. To me, like their chemistry and their pace was slowed down a bit. I feel like they weren't on the same page. For the most mm -hmm. part, they had to slow down, and the the timing uh, at times was off. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with Chelsea Green, because I'm sure, like, oh, you know, that the people are just going to shit on Chelsea Green. <laughs> but guys, I think it's just the fact that they've never been in the ring together before, hardly, and I think it was just the chemistry sure. just needs to be there. Um, so I, that's just all I think it was. Just the timing was off, and that's just something I think they just need to work on. But um, post match, uh, Carmella and Chelsea Green they attack Bianca. After the match, as Asuka's music hits as she enters the ring for the save, Carmella just hightails it. <laughs> she just hightails it, just leaving Chelsea Green in the ring as Bianca and Asuka just take out Chelsea Green. Asuka mm -hmm. starts like, this is where it starts to get really freaking odd. Asuka <laughs> yes. yeah. starts gloating, like gloating with the with Bianca's title. It's like teasing. It's like kind of like teasing her like, eh, I have your title, whatever. And Bianca's like, hey, man, give it back. Like, that's mine. It's like a little child. Like, it's like she's like, she's doing this. It's so like Bianca. It's so weird. I love Bianca, but she's like, she's doing this. Like, like give it back to me. Like, give it back. Like, like, like Lisa, it's mine. It's my toy. Give it back. That's my doll. Like, what the fuck, man? Um, It's just yeah. so it's just really odd. And then Bianca and then Asuka's just like doing, I guess, what Asuka does, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then, like, again, Bianca just keeps asking back for the title. Asuka, Asuka starts spitting out her blue mist again from her mouth as she's like, and she's laughing uncontrollably as like at that psychotic clown that she's playing. Um, Asuka puts the title down as she just laughs and wanders off up the rampway and just leaving Bianca baffled. And uh, 
and just kind of just mind boggled. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, I'll start this off. Oh, and by the way, guys, remember on this very podcast, we talked about what this was going to lead to, right? And guess what we're getting next week, Brian, the good old tag match that we mentioned last week. Here it is. No. Not even a freaking week. We're getting no Bel Air and Asuka <laughs> versus Carmella and Chelsea. And they Green. coexist. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I mean, what? Like, I, honestly, this is where I now start to get pissed. Like, uh, it's just because I knew it. We freaking knew it, Brian. We said it last week. And here yep. it is. Um, Listen, I, I said about the match, and listen, the timing was just off. Listen, it happens. I'm not. There was nothing ugly about the match. It's just the timing, no. and every now and then, and again, it happens. Um, guys, what what is this feud with with Oscar and Bianca? Like, because I'm, I I don't know what to say about this, and it 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 just leaves me so mind. Like, this is what we're doing. This is the build, right? The, the, like, whatever build, whatever feud this is. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand what what we're doing. I, I mean, the the most lackluster build to a freaking title match. This is your Raw Women's title involved yeah. here, I, and it's just in a this this entire situation couldn't be any more. I mean, irrelevant. I can't believe I'm saying that, Brian, but it is. I, I mean, I know, guys. I know because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, like. We asked for this match and it should be happening, but my God, has the booking of this shit sucked since Elimination Chamber? It's like, okay, the blue mist is cool. I can get behind that, but we saw that the very first week and I got behind that and I said, okay, now really get the ball rolling, like really fully mm-hmm. turn Asuka heel. She has the character to do it. And now she be- and now we're playing this can we coexist game now? Can, you know, can Bianca Belair and Asuka coexist to tag against Carmella and and Chelsea Green. Like what the fuck? Uh, yeah. I I mean this is really ridiculous. I mean, get the, but but yet Charlotte Flair, Brian, Charlotte Flair gets the freaking main event while Bianca Belair gets this whatever the fuck this is, like having to determine her challenger via the elimination chamber and you get Asuka. Great. That's step one. Now it's to build the motherfucker. And they mm-hmm. have done the complete opposite. And it's not just tarnishing Asuka's character, which is which pisses me off to no end because she ever up sure. until this moment, she has been booked very well up until mm-hmm. now. And it's diminishing Bianca Belair in the process because her title reign has been so fucking irrelevant. And it's just it it's 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 unbelievable. The women. I don't know what it is with the booking in this company, but the women get so much, they get the short end of the stick so many times. And, and it's just, it baffles me. It boggles my mind. And I don't know what to say anymore. And it just, and it, now it's just, I'm more frustrated and pissed because this is Bianca, like Bianca Belair's booking in a nutshell where nobody, nobody gives a fuck. No one knows what the feud is. No one know people forget that this is even a freaking feud. Um yeah, I, I just what what are we doing? It's just it is so beyond just so weird. We're just keep doing the same thing where they just awkwardly awkwardly stare at each other. This is got Brian, this is legit the same segment that we saw weeks ago when when uh the go home show or not the go home show, but the raw after elimination chamber. It's the same mm-hmm. segment. 
the same exact segment. And here we are, we're two weeks away and we're doing the same shit. Can, can we turn Asuka fully heel and can we get the ball rolling? It's not that hard. She has the character. Just do it. Stop playing this friendly, can they coexist game. We've seen it so many times and it does nothing for anybody. Nothing. Yeah, thoughts, agreed. Brian? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, the match was okay, but I'm with you. Like the 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 ending of it, it, it was just weird. Um, you know, Asuka comes out there for the save again for for Bel Air and and grabs the title and just kind of dances around. Even at one point, she's like playing air guitar with the belt. Uh, and that's the thing. Know, like, that's then, more of Asuka's old character, like the Empress of Tomorrow. This is a different kind of Asuka character. So that's just. Again, that was just weird from the jump. Like she's doing her old type of shtick. Like I thought this was a new, yeah. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so that was just weird of itself. But yeah, continue. And yeah, and then she had the the blue mist stuff. But I mean, she didn't spit it. She just had it like in her mouth. You could see. Yeah, like foaming and at the just, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just leaves. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as a build for your your women's title, and like you said, I mean, shit. I mean, Belair's been over. Asuka, you know, coming back at, at the Royal Rumble, I mean, she just on the fans fire. fans are behind right? these women. That's right. the problem. And this is what and, you're giving them? Yeah. It's, like, it's, honestly, like, it's just, it's so beyond just, it's, <laughs> like, it's, I want to um, slam my head into this freaking <laughs> microphone. Like, good Lord. But yeah, continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just, it's so underwhelming um, that... Uh, I mean, yeah, I still want to see the match because I, I, I like both wrestlers. But, I mean, yeah, yeah just yeah. The, the build has been – yeah, I don't even know what the build is. Like, because, you know, we we call it a feud, but they're not even really feuding. I mean, like, no. we've seen Asuka, like, come out there for the save the last yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just – it's weird. It's underwhelming. Um yeah, you know, the I think I mean they're going to put on a, a pretty good match, but oh no doubt, yeah, yeah. the, the booking of it has just been it, it could have been should have been so much better, uh, but uh, like uh, like Edge said, running out of time, man. I mean, it's, right, it's yeah. two weeks away. So WWE, we're we're running out of time here. <laughs> do they do they not understand that there's less than two weeks away till Mania? Uh, so I mean, so yeah. So again, they, they're in they're cruise gonna... control. They're in cruise control. That's what they are. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just. At least that's what it's coming. At least from this show, this entire show standpoint, that that's what it's coming across of. But yeah, yeah. And so they'll they'll tag next week, and 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 maybe maybe that's where at the point, like in the midst of the tag, whatever they they, you know, finally go at it or whatever. But again, at that point, you're 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 less than two weeks away, and it's it's just kind of. You've, you've had all this time to build it and you haven't and now you're gonna try to 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 you know shove home a story that should have been taught or told over the course of a month or two into two weeks and it just okay <laughs> great job exactly yeah. yeah again I can I can rant on this for two more hours but yeah uh, I, I think people understand what it's I'm, unfortunate where, where my they, thought process. Both- is with this both of them both of them should should have gotten better than this again for the women's title at wrestlemania right yeah it it should be better than this absolutely yeah very well said 
And now it's time for the main event. This was Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight. Uh, match time was eight and a half minutes uh, in total. Kevin Owens, he rushes to the ring uh, and they meet, they, he meets Solo at the rampway as, this, as the match starts. Um, nothing much about this match was really a, a street fight outside of maybe a, there was one set of, there was one spot. There was a KO sets up a set of row of chairs. Yeah, right, right. Um, Solo, he tosses Owens. So they're on they're on the top turnbuckle. Um, you know, and they're they're countering each other's moves. And then this leads to to Solo tossing Owens off of the top rope onto those row of chairs. Um, again, brutal spot. Love the spot, but outside of that, mm. there was nothing about this that resembled a street fight. Yeah, I'm just right. this was just a no DQ match to me. But mm -hmm. again, what do I know? I I'm just a podcaster. Um, <laughs> uh, fight continues. Uh, I mean, they go backstage. Okay. Um, they go back in gorilla, gorilla position. Kevin Owens is then met with super kicks from the Usos. As now that this it becomes a three-on-one beatdown as they get back inside the ring. Solo Sokoa wins this match via the Samoan spike. And, mm -hmm. so and Solo Sokoa is your winner as... Uh, no sign of Cody, no sign of Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens said he didn't want help. Well, that's exactly what he got. He got no help as the bloodline stands tall and Monday Night Raw goes off the air. So I'm going to save it. Brian, I'll have you start um, before we get uh, we get off and we end this episode. Your thoughts on this main event? Uh, yeah, it was an okay match. Um, you know, nothing, nothing really spectacular stood out for me for me um I, I do like that so you know earlier we heard ko earlier in the show saying you know adamantly he does not want sammy or cody's help and so yeah he he didn't get it uh he winds up getting getting the beat down from the usos and solo which again just going with the storyline i like it um because like I, I had mentioned earlier i fully so he he gets beat down last night you know, going into to uh, Raw next Monday, we know Roman's going to be there. The Bloodline's going to be there. Cody and KO will be there. Maybe Sammy, but definitely KO and Cody. Um, so this is kind of how, you know, I, I think it, it might go or could go. Now, you could have all three of them come out on, on Monday night and kind of kind of team up there. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's kind of going to be set up where um, – you know, so Cody and KO kind of kind of join up next week in in some kind of confrontation with with uh, the Bloodline, and and maybe they they both get get left beaten down, and then come SmackDown is where Sammy kind of joins the picture, and you know that just again me as a fantasy booker, maybe that's how I do it, but. As far as the, the telling the story, uh, you know, I don't mind KO losing here and then getting beat down by by the bloodline. I think it just sets up to where, you know, it, it, it's you're going to need help, and and Cody is going to come out there at some point or or however it pans out. But yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, I think I think the pairing of, of this and the, it really starts getting ramped up on on Raw next week. So. Looking forward to that, but I, I think as, as far as the storyline goes, this this fits in the storyline. So I was okay with it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt. I definitely agree with you there. Um, for sure. Um, and on again, I, I just feel like something is just missing. If mm. that makes sense. There's just something missing with this entire thing. Again, the street fight was, I mean, it wasn't really a street fight. It was kind of more of a no DQ. Uh, let's yeah. just be honest. Um, yeah, again, the show, again, it just something just seems missing when it comes to this whole Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn situation. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I said this about Kevin Owens. I'm going to say this about Sami Zayn here on Raw. I felt like there was just something needed to be, I don't know, just another layer to add to this segment, maybe just something. I don't know. I mean, yes, it was fine for what it was. I'm not going to trash for this for what it was. Again, was it underwhelming at the end of the day? Yeah, it was. But was it bad? Absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Solo Sokoa wins the match. I like that. Um, sure. So you need to build up Solo. It sucks that uh, technically he's no longer on this winning streak because of a DQ finish from last week's start um, to Monday Night Raw last week because technically he lost the match. You know, we talked about that in last week's show. So, yeah, and, you know, and I think, you know, maybe the story is told about, you know, listen, you know, clearly, you know, hey, I mean, realistically, you know, I'm sure Sammy and and, and Cody heard the message. They didn't want him out there, so he wasn't out there. So maybe this beatdown right. is just a reminder to, like, you know, at some point, man, Kevin Owens needs to, he, he needs to have a conversation with, with Sammy and, <laughs> and Cody and start to, you know, it's like, listen, no, we got to do this together. I understand. Listen, we don't have to be buddies or whatever, but you know, it's like, you know, Kevin, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to, to see as well. Like, you know, when Kevin Owens does make that decision, like, you know what, you guys are right. The only way that we can do this, if we, if we work, if we work together and maybe, and this is what I'm thinking too, Brian, that maybe like the way that this tag match does come a play, like, you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin Owens is like, fine, you know, maybe it comes to the terms of, and this is just coming off the top of my head. It's just like, okay, you know what? It's like, you know what you say that we need to work together to, to fit, to, to take care of this, you know, the bloodline, you know what, then fine, then let's do it. But here's the thing. We are not friends. Like we, this is just a one-time thing and that's it, that we are done. But then, and then like when they do win the tag titles or whatever, that moment between between Kevin Owens and Sammy, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, it for sure. It becomes a much more special moment, yep. you know, and and maybe they they finally make amends and, you know, and they continue uh, their whole story uh, being back together and, you know, kind of letting bygones be bygones finally. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's yeah. where it could, it, it could possibly lead to. And, and, and this, and to think about that in regards to the layer of, of Cody or Sammy not being out there. Yes. But to me, Something again, Brian, and this is kind of the 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 trend here with the show. Something, at least for for the stuff that was good, some stuff was just missing, you know. Sure, I can see that. Um, yeah. But here's the thing, though, Brian. At the end of the day, and just to recap this, I'm going to send this as we go off uh, the air here. This show, outside of some good highlights, you know, we talked about the start of the show, the Hell in a Cell. We talked about Trish and Becky and that and the damage control actually looking like a dominant faction. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cody Rhodes promo, Dominic and and Ray had some good mo- had had a good little had a decent. Um, again, even though I said something was missing, it was still a decent little segment. Outside of that, Brian, the show sucked. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be straight <laughs> honest with you. This show sucked. It was very. It was. It, I'm willing was to not, give it a little bit of. Uh, it, it was. It was okay. Uh, it was, I'll give it. I mean, it, okay. it was very. I want to say it was like below, like slightly below average. Um, it was to me, guys. It was just not good. Sure. 
Um, again, because I've because Brian, we've seen. I mean, last week we saw the way um, the Raw went off the air last week. Like, why? Right, right. You know, there's no reason why we should now just lower our standards. Like, our standards, especially with this with this uh, this storyline right now, should be freaking high. Even with mm-hmm. Dominic and Rey Mysterio, like they've done some good shit. The standards yeah. should be high, and that's where my standards are as an honest critic, and that's what I'm going to be. Is is honest, and I and I always make sure that I'm honest, especially when I'm talking in front of all of you guys, is to be as honest as I can, regardless of how I personally feel about a certain wrestler, a show, company, whatever. I will always give my honest critique. So, uh, Brian, I'll send this off to you and uh, get your final thoughts. But again, to me, this show did not land. It did not hit. I said the same thing about SmackDown this past Friday. It pretty much kind of sucked. I know that sounds might be harsh, but Again, I, I just, you know, I say I say it about AEW. I have to say the same thing about WWE. Show did not land. It sucked. Did it have its did it have its moments? Sure. But again, it to me, it just seems like I don't know, maybe things continue to pick up, but to me, they were just in cruise control and, and they were just in autopilot in the show and just nothing really got really accomplished. I don't know. Maybe outside of maybe the bloodline, if you want to add, if you want to, you know, think it. A little bit more through but right, um, right. that's just where i'm coming from for my honest critique and that's my final thoughts in the show brian your final thoughts before we end it yeah uh, uh, i guess I, I can see where you're coming from definitely I, I i'd give it an okay i wasn't i didn't hate it um but definitely even you know we've oh, yeah, said no, I, didn't hate it is- <laughs> I want to make that also clear like, i didn't hate the show but again it's just my standards they're just way up here that's just all it yeah. is so. Um, and, and we both agree that SmackDown is the the better of the two shows. But even just in Raws, I mean, yeah, in, in the past couple of weeks, there's there's been better Raws for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, all in all, you know, I again, I'm I'm not gonna, I'll take it. I guess is is is, is my final thought on it. Um, you know, I, I do for now. For now, like, yeah, for yeah, now. absolutely, yeah, yeah. for now. Um, I'm okay with the way it ended last night, just because of the of the promo previous that that KO had cut previously in the night, and I fully expect that that you know next next Monday. So next Monday, I think it's going to be KO and and um, and Cody, and and then Cody's going to wind up being that bridge between between Sammy and KO. Um, so at least that's where I think it's going, hope it's going. And, and if it goes that way, then obviously, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I see, I see where they're, you know, why they kind of just had, you know, KO get beat down and then left. And then it's, it's gone off the, you know, off the air. Um, so yeah, you know, all in all, I was okay with it. There were some, some high spots, some, you know, going back to like the the Seth Rollins and and Boogs and stuff like that I, that I just thought was was total garbage. But you know, Corbin, who's out there still re- wearing the uh, the wrestling modern day wrestling god shirt for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah, curious uh, to know how, like, much, how much merchandise sells for that shirt. I'm really curious <laughs> right? to know. Yeah, uh, that's funny you mentioned that. But yeah, but yeah, so. Oh no, I was okay with it. Um, yeah, looking looking forward to next Monday and and seeing because even this Friday on SmackDown, I mean, I think it'll be a better show, but I think you might get more of the same where it's just kind of like almost like an all autopilot feeling. But 
Yeah. Hopefully, come next Monday, shit gets kicked into high gear, man. We shall see. We shall see as we are getting closer and closer to Mania, guys. So, like I said, the ball needs to get rolling. Whether you thought yeah. this guy's was a good show or not, it's the eye of the beholder. So, sure. Guys, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Ruthless Talk. This was our Monday Night Raw review. This was March 13th, 2023 in Providence, Rhode Island. Once again, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate all the love and all the support and everybody tuning in uh, to these episodes. We can't thank you guys enough. And of course, we talked about announcements coming into this platform and you know what's next for this platform long term. So make sure you guys stay tuned. That will be uh, during WrestleMania uh reviews and the raw and smackdown uh reviews um after mania so make sure you guys stay tuned for that but um just a quick update as well there will be no AEW review uh for this week your boy is going to be oh darn you mean <laughs> so, I, don't have we, to... I really brian i really wanted to talk some <laughs> AEW because AEW. I, I need it, to talk it? i need to talk about an ar fox match right like, <laughs> right i needed to talk about uh freaking yeah ar fox and top flight right i need to talk about orange cassidy (laughs) having another freaking all-atlantic title match you know gosh darn it man unfortunately we can't talk about it because it's such good shit right um so we'll be back in two weeks with that with your updated shit show yeah so yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly so unfortunately guys yes you have to watch the shit show but then you also, you know, unfortunately, we're not here to entertain you guys and put on at least an entertaining <laughs> review. So unfortunately, but but the following week, we'll be back with another AW review or AW Dynamite review. Uh, but for this week, there will be no review since I will be out of town. But so the next episode will be uh, either Saturday or Sunday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. That'll be the review uh, for SmackDown. And of course, another mm-hmm. edition of our top five wrestlers of the week. And yeah, like I said, the WrestleMania season is here. Things are kicking into high gear, so a lot of content is coming out, and we hope you guys are excited as much as we are. That is going to do it for today's episode. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.